0: This is the St. Louis Podcast Network. Freezin'
1: cold in Ain't no use. You the cold may say one Freezin' cold in Ain't no use.
2: All right.
0: I was just seeing if this was a milestone episode for us, and it's not.
3: We're one short, right?
0: We're one short of it.
3: This is 19?
0: Number 19.
3: Pretty That's good pace,
0: but every you know, every other week we started this back in October of 2018. Took three months off. Yep. Had to really recharge our batteries after that one.
3: Yeah, it was. we went deep dive. Deep dive. And we then, unpacked a lot.
0: And then right, we were doing some every week, and then we've kind of been doing every other week this summer.
3: Yeah. Well, the summer's busy.
0: It is busy. It's, very, it's worked out well.
3: Yeah. It's worked yeah. out well. Plus, it gives us more time to come up with more content. Hashtag content.
0: It's all for you, the listener. Yes. yes. Of the STL Happy Hour Podcast and the St. Louis Podcast Network, Andy Hanselman, John Alpina-Sander alongside. You can find this podcast many, many ways, stlpodcast.com. Search STL Happy Hour on Google Play Music on Apple Podcasts. On Spotify and on Stitcher. Those are your big four aggregators, they call them.
3: Is that what they're called?
0: Yeah, pod, they're all podcast aggregators. Aggregators. Yeah. I'll have to look that one up. They put them all up and you can make it real easy to find. So you can subscribe alongside all your other favorite podcasts and make sure that you rate, comment. Leave, a lo- leave us a love note, yeah. if you will, on the STL Happy Hour podcast.
3: Can you guess how many ratings we have right now? 15? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I I, I, I I take a look at those so I can I can feed that link or that that URL directly into my dashboard of my of the website.
3: That's pretty good. 15 is pretty good. It is pretty good. 19 episodes, 15 ratings, pretty good. So thank you.
0: We well, thank you very much for listening and your continued patronage of our lovely little podcast here.
3: How you been? Can't complain, man. We're in a really weird spot, Lauren and I personally. Uh, with uh, I was telling you last week after the show that we purchased or we leased a greeting contract right. for our new house, and right. unfortunately today we uh, we uh, sp- we just had to call it off, both us and the contractor, because of a uh, like radon. Do you know what radon is? I do. It's a gas. Right. So anything over four uh, the EPA says needs to be or should be, you know, it's a a suggestion uh should be mitigated and we, in, is it coming up out
0: of the ground yes of your house comes,
3: comes up out of the soil from uranium uh when okay. uranium in the soil the rock decays uh it causes radon gas so then you know there's all kinds of thoughts on it like if it's really deadly what does it really do um like to put it in perspective for a lot of people coal miners were exposed to a ton right. of radon and that's obviously you know the miner lung and all that but um Anyway, we we had a deal all set. Everything was good to go. We were supposed to move in in like two and a half weeks, and then we found out the radon levels were pretty darn high, so we just wanted to have it mitigated, and we just told the guy, hey, all we got to do is put a radon mitigation system in, test it, make sure we're good to go, and this is good to go before we close, and then the guy said no.
0: Really? Yeah. Yeah. This, This is a new construction house, correct? Brand new. It's a spec house. Guy built it as a spec or what?
3: Uh, just one guy built it in the subdivision. It wasn't even a spec. Okay. It was literally like he just built it to sell it. And it was... I mean, literally the houses just finished up. Like they just finished putting lights on and stuff. Like, it's, wow. Yeah. I was, I was kind... I Why was, wouldn't he do it? That was what we... We were left out in the dark. My only theory is that, you know, he took 15 grand less from us to buy it. And we thought maybe here down the road that somebody else was willing to pay full quote. And maybe that when we asked for the radon mitigation, it's a very 1% chance, but... I don't know. I can't really figure it out. I mean, because now that it's been tested, if it's got to be disclosed. Like, you got to oh, let yeah. people know. Like, you can't not let people know. Yeah. Prior to us testing it, since it was a brand new house, if we wouldn't have asked to know about the radon, then we would have never known. Did your
0: realtor advise you to do that?
3: Uh, my dad was just smart about that. Yeah. Yeah. My dad's like, you just want to make sure that you're not obviously dealing with radon. So then, I mean, it wasn't yeah. a deal. We loved the house so much; it was just going to get it mitigated, which takes care of the problem. It's how much? Deal. And how much is the mitigation? It's like twelve hundred bucks. It's nothing compared to what you're paying for a huh. house. And you know he's got to have a profit margin way above twelve hundred dollars. So it's not like he's now breaking even, right? Because of twelve hundred dollars. So it's like well,
0: maybe he is. If, it's, I, if it's has he pay. built houses before?
3: Yeah, yeah, he's he's a good builder. Huh. I mean, that was the deal. I mean, I don't know. He was easy to deal with at the beginning, and then, like I said, that's literally all. we So this is.
0: This is house number two that you're back square one on. Yeah. Yeah. Third sucks. time's a charm, bud.
3: Fingers crossed.
0: Make it happen. You ever buy used golf balls?
3: No. Well, no. My dad gives me his old golf balls. Okay. So I've never had to buy them.
0: So, and I, I I like going out in the woods of golf courses and hunting for golf balls, I okay. guess, but I haven't had time.
3: Looking for the honey hole?
0: Hello, honey hole. <laughs> and uh, so Jay Jr. has it for sale at The Rock. <clears throat> A dozen for about, I think they're twenty one or twenty two dollars. Out at Normandy. You, yeah, these, these are used near mint pro v ones.
3: Okay. Great golf ball. Go to Marshalls. Mm-hmm.
0: My new home away from home.
3: You shop there? I'm
0: trying to find the deals.
3: Lauren loves it. Lauren loves TJ Maxx and Marshalls.
0: And so I uh, I go I, I pop in there once a week while I saw they had near mint pro v ones. Mm-hmm. Two dozen for thirty bucks.
3: That's expensive.
0: And I came across this gem in my, the pack I bought today.
3: Masters. It's a Masters title. It's a Masters
0: Titleist Pro V1, which I believe are about $90 a dozen at, at Augusta National during Masters Week.
3: Wow, that's really cool. Yeah, real. kind of neat. That's really cool. It's got the logo. It's perfectly intact. This doesn't even look like a used ball.
0: Yeah, you can tell on the T like on one side. Yeah, a little but bit. yeah, I mean, otherwise, it's a perfect golf ball.
3: Now, will you play with this ball? No, I'll set that one aside. I was going to say, I would. This is Because yeah. if you hit this one in the woods, you're really going to hate yourself.
0: Yeah. Well, somebody are, somebody's already hit that into the woods or right. a lake.
3: Right. So, That's awesome. That's really cool. Kind of fun? Yeah.
0: So I'll, set that, I'll set that there on the, on How's the board. How's your
3: golf game coming along since you changed your swing up? Or have been working on your well, swing? Well, Alpina,
0: let me tell you a story. Here we go. My handicap index is down six strokes this year.
3: And again, the handicap index is uh, what again?
0: It is a average of your last ten scores. With the so the USGA also does what's called they do they'll do a course rating and a slope
3: on a golf course. Mm-hmm.
0: The course rating is what a scratch golfer should shoot at that golf course,
3: right? And scratch is seventy two strokes or whatever, several, you know, just a Sometimes zero seven. a
0: zero handicap. Somebody getting no strokes, somebody who should par every hole, right, or better? So you know, easier golf courses. You know, the the uh, the um, the course rating is you know sixty eight, right? Uh, and then there's also what's called the slope, which takes into consideration uh, difficulty of approach shots, number of bunkers, sure, undulation in the greens,
3: essentially dif- degree of difficulty for the course, a degree of
0: difficulty for the course. An average golf course is about 128 on the uh,
3: with slope, okay.
0: As you get into uh, the mid-130s, you're getting into some very, very difficult places. You get down to 122, 123, 124, you're playing some very easy golf courses. My kind Although of Although I believe, I believe the range goes from about 110 to 150, though.
3: So Tower T would be...
0: Probably not even rated.
3: <laughs> Worth a shot.
0: So, um, and So what you do is you take your index... Mm-hmm. and then you could apply that to the rating and slope of a course and on the handicap app they have a calculator okay a course handicap calculator based on your index and the slope okay because oh, usually the slope will change cuz you you'll, you'll pick the T that you want right so
3: so you're down 6 strokes which is good yeah it's pretty damn good 6 strokes so you're I haven't
0: it. shot over 90 I've only shot over 90 Three times since the beginning of the summer. That's great. Everything's been in the 80s.
3: I've never shot under 90 in my live long life.
0: I'm trying... My my goal in, in the next four weeks is to break 80.
3: I need to take a lesson. Which
0: I've only done once.
3: Broke 80 once?
0: When I was about 17.
3: So my dad's like an 80. 82, yeah. 80. That's where he, that's where he like, I'm
0: finding myself being upset that... So like in my league on Tuesday nights, I've been shooting 39 40,
3: which on the front side or whatever, and then which but, would equate to about an 80.
0: Yeah, but you know, so, but either you know, pretty much on either nine. Then you know, but like last week I shot a 42 and I was so upset.
3: First world problems.
0: I know, I'm like, I would have been so happy with this four months ago last year. Yeah, it's a great, I mean, it was, it's still a good score,
3: it's a great score. I would kill for it. It's a great score. Although I've never, a, I've never had a single lesson in my life, ever. I need to. I need a lesson.
0: Took a lot when I was a kid. I didn't take very many as a teenager. I didn't take. Didn't really play a whole lot of golf in my twenties and thirties. Played some, but you know, not a whole lot. Always loved the game. Just didn't, you know, just work, didn't, just didn't make it a priority. Didn't pique your interest. Yeah. And now that's uh, a, a big part of my life again. Uh. Taking some lessons really helped.
3: Yeah, see, that's what I think. Helped I think if enjoy I take lessons, more lessons, I might kind of get back hitting some crazy, amazing shots. Crazy! Really? Oh yeah,
0: pin seekers, missile seekers. Nice. And I'm also. You know, I, I think so. A couple of weeks ago, I may have told you about this. Or actually, this may have been the Tuesday after we, we, we broadcasted last. I shot a 38, no 39, with a triple and a double.
3: Okay. Okay.
0: Because I was... Again, for some reason, when my long iron's off the tee, I'm like all pfft, shanky.
3: Right. All that's ugly. All bad. That's all right. We'll figure it out. It'll come around. So... Well, it's good, man. Your yeah. game's coming along.
0: Game's coming along. I'm happy with it. I feel like it's going to come to an end really soon.
3: I was just talking to my buddy on the phone about how it, it, summer's here, and it's like just feeling like it's just getting in the groove, because here in like St. Louis... We didn't really get summer till the end of June. Yeah. Right? Like it was really around Fourth of July when it was like, Okay, here's some heat, here's yeah. some sunshine, and you know what's you know what's gonna happen. We're gonna have like that awkward September and then October's gonna turn cold and it's like we're back to that crap again. I
0: hope not, because we had that last year. We had awkward September. Yep. And then the first weekend of October it was yep. almost ninety degrees.
3: Yep. And then it that, drops. Then, then the bottom falls out.
0: And then we played zero golf in October and November last year. Yeah. Played more golf in January than I did in October and November. Yeah, January fifth it was like sixty eight degrees outside.
3: Sure, makes sense, doesn't it?
0: No, makes zero sense.
3: So, what else you been doing since we've been off for two weeks? Anything fun or exciting? You're planning a vacation or trying to, aren't you?
0: Yeah, we've been um, been trying to plan a trip. So, pretty much as the as the the weeks get closer to when you want to go on a trip, the uh, housing rental market drops about 5% per week. Okay. So we've been looking at going to Hilton Head. She can go to the beach. I can go play golf. We can go do stuff together. We can do a lot of stuff together. We couldn't just find the magic thing of what we wanted and the price we wanted to pay. And then, of course, as you get within 30 days of these things, they want the entire amount up front. Right. For the entire house. I'm like, eh.
3: So you just haven't found the right spot yet?
0: Well, I don't think we're going to, so we're just going to hop in the car and drive somewhere.
3: This is going to sound like a totally weird thing I was thinking about, and these are the things that I think about while other people are at work. Do you find it strange how far photography has come along in the last 20 years? Like 20 Strange? Years, like 20 years ago, when people wanted professional pictures done, they all looked like glamour shots, because that's what they were. Glamour shots. But now... Nowadays, it's literally like A plus photography. Have you seen like these people? Like I have a buddy. I have a couple buddies that do it. Their photography is incredible compared to what it was just twenty years ago. When we had like, remember you know what glamour oh. shots? I'm talking about. Like, oh if you yeah. Google glamour oh, shots. Yeah. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's the worst. I was thinking about um, that the other day. These are things I think about.
0: So I have a Google Pixel XL three.
3: Is that a phone? The phone. Okay.
0: Marketed as the best camera on a cell phone on the market today. Is it? And it it is. Really? It's unbelievable what this thing can do.
3: What do you like to take pictures of?
0: My junk. Nice.
3: <laughs> Makes it look bigger.
0: Right. Nice. I put magnifying, I put put the magnifier on it. Good for you. Yeah. Close up shots. Look how big that thing is. Good lord. Girthy. So girthy.
3: Um have you ever taken know. a picture of your food? Yes or no? Oh
0: yeah, but never. I don't think I've ever really posted it anywhere. But I I have
3: it. That's good. Yeah, I've done it before though.
0: Um, have you owned?
3: Have you ever owned a selfie stick?
0: Yes, I still have one.
3: Really? Uh huh. I don't know why I don't think that I don't. I would not have. They're kind of neat. Really?
0: Yeah. Kind of handy. I don't
3: like. And you used it in public? Oh hell no. So you you have it, but you just never used it. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. It's acceptable. I'll
0: pour my noncommittal issues.
3: (laughs) Have you ever taken binoculars to a baseball game? My dad used to do that when I was a kid. I used
0: to do that. And as a matter of fact, I I got a pair of binoculars when I was a little boy. Why
3: did we do that? I don't know. Like we didn't know who the players were? Like, oh, who's at first base?
0: People do it at hockey games, too. And I would I would always pack my binoculars into my briefcase when I, when I was going to cover the Blues.
3: I guess at hockey, I could see that because the action's moving all the time. Right? So the lines are changing all the time. But like with baseball, it's like, you know who's at first base, right? Like it's Paul Goldschmidt 99% of the time. Yeah. I don't know why we did that. I just always wondered. My dad always did that.
0: I used to always bring a radio to the, to the game with me.
3: And what would you do? Like, listen to Shannon? while yeah. Jack, listen, I've seen people do that. I've never done that. Listen to
0: Jack Buck and Mike Shannon.
3: Have you ever kept score at a game? I have. Really? Like the E9 or uh-huh. whatever that is?
0: Uh-huh. I know, how to, I know how to do that.
3: God, I'm so bad. Like, whenever they do, like, the five four three double play, so that's what? Shortstop?
0: No. no. 5 4 three is... Third base? Third base, second base, first base. Okay. six four three 3 would be shortstop, second base... Three.
3: Okay. That shit always confused me. You know, always.
0: Do you know what 3, three one c is? 3-1-C. No. First baseman to
3: the pitcher covering.
0: First baseman to the pitcher covering.
3: Ha! Huh. I've literally... I've seen that play happen a million times. I've never seen it. And I've never heard anyone you know be like, 3-1-C. I guess because it kind of sounds ridiculous. Yep. Why is this... What's a C? Covering? covering? Oh. Yeah, covering. I'm taking the catcher, but it's not that... I don't know. I just... Uh, See, do you still do that now? No. you still bring binoculars or the radio to the game? No. Nope. The wife tells you no? I just don't. Just don't do it. My dad doesn't bring binocu- binoculars anymore, even though his eyes are worse. How ironic is that? <laughs> he can't see anything anymore, yet he doesn't bring the binoculars, which I find pretty strange. You have
0: to do that in the current Bush Stadium, that you're also a lot closer to the action than you were in Bush 2.
3: See, I don't remember Bush 2 well enough to... You're pretty to, far away. Really?
0: You're Yeah, you were, I mean...
3: So what was that about? Like they was just built with you the people further away in the stands? Mm-hmm. I guess so that now it's so they can maximize more people. That's correct. That's smart.
0: But yeah, but it was built, you know, to the, the stadium was built to facilitate as many of different events as possible. Sure. With with very little consideration for where the fans were sitting.
3: Speaking of other events, have you ever seen uh like a concert at Bush? You know, I never have. I mean, I know you went to watch the blues thing, but that's all you've seen. Yeah. The concert at Bush is pretty, pretty dope. I've heard. We saw, we went and saw Billy Joel for my mom's birthday there. That was pretty awesome. Yeah. I went and saw some sort of country concert for Lauren last year. She loved that. That was a great time too. Yeah. It's pretty cool. They set that up, man. They like light up the, um, the walkways down and everything so you can see everything. It's really cool. It's really awesome. Oh, how do they light them? Uh, they have, like, they rope, you know, like, the rope lighting. Oh, is that what they, they you, do? Yeah, like, the same stuff you'd kind of see at, like, a movie theater. Sure. But it's, like, super bright. Like, you you can see really well from all on the other side of the stadium where the walkways are. It's actually really cool. Are you talking about
0: the walkways for the artists or are you talking about, like, for the fans to, like, walk down to the seats?
3: For the fans. Okay, yeah, because yeah.
0: obviously the, the big lights aren't on.
3: Right, right, yeah. It's actually really cool. Huh.
0: Yeah, I've always wanted to go. I don't know why I haven't. I know that the Eagles played there before Glenn Frey died. Um... I would have loved to have seen that. I would have... Uh, Dave Matthews was the first concert back there in 2008. Really? It was a really good show.
3: My dad saw Paul McCartney, and he loved it. He said it was spectacular. My dad's not even like a huge Beatles guy. Really? Are you... A, okay, Beatles or Stones?
0: Oh, you
3: can't do that to me. See, for me, it's Stones all day. It's not even a question. It's not even, it's not even a question for me. I understand when people say Beatles, but I am Stones all day. I'm Stones over anyone, though. Like, for me, the best band ever is the Rolling Stones. And there's not even, like, uh, like a question. People are like, oh, what (laughs) about... No. For me, it's them. (laughs) What was that? (laughs) (laughs) Um. And by the way, uh, I know you and I are going to go see 98 Degrees when they come to town. They're going to be at River City. In October, you want to are kidding. Let's go. You, me, Nick Lachey. Yeah. Absolutely. Ah, stop that. Nice. Steely Dan. Oh, that's a great band too. Yeah. That's a great band. I mean, there, there's all
0: about. I mean, there's all kinds of good bands like that. We've talked about. I know. Dude. My affinity for ELO and
3: right, but like honestly, when I when I take anybody up against the stones, always like I'm always going to pick them.
0: So they actually recorded that concert live at Bush Stadium back in 2008,
3: the Dave Matthews one.
0: Yes, and they came up with this. We can talk over it because it goes on for a long time. Since it's a Dave Matthews concert, sure. But it's just kind of cool.
3: Anytime I hear anything live now, all I want to hear is Drunk Brett Hall go, "Glory, yeah. Gloria, Gloria." <laughs>
0: Evidently, that was very, very... I was. I saw Carly Lawrence a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. She's now the Blues in-game host. Speaking of Blues in-game hosts... Let's pause this for a minute, because i got to bring this
3: Dave, up. Dave, you're on hold.
0: <laughs> Are you familiar <laughs> with the name Angela Sharp?
3: Sounds familiar, but I'm... Angela Sharp, yes. Yes, yes Angela
0: yes, Sharp. Yes, yes. The uh,
3: former Blues in-game host.
0: Former uh, Blues in-game host. Convinced that Blues fans miss her.
3: She's convinced.
0: She's convinced of that.
3: No ego there.
0: Uh, her Twitter handle is like
3: semi-famous regional person. Oh my! No, dude! No! 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 no. That's terrible. That is. That's. That's bad. Has done some
0: guest appearances on uh, KSDK because I went to her website today. Sure. To see her that doesn't make you semi-famous. To see her clip. Her uh, her her reel.
3: That's like calling yourself an influencer. You're an asshole. If you call yourself an influencer. Anyone Unless you're there?
0: really an influencer.
3: You're not. No one is an influencer, though. If you
0: have 3,000 Instagram followers, Southwest Airlines says you're an influencer. They're going to give you tickets to find out where you want.
3: All right. Well, then I would I'm trying have. to get that. By the way, follow
0: me on Instagram, a Hanselman77.
3: Asshole influencer.
0: <laughs> uh, former, maybe still current, weekend air talent, WIL92.3. Today's best She's country. got a
3: fantastic voice. Like She's got a really good voice, and she's super cute, but... Anyone who puts what she just put in her bio is not going to fly with me.
0: And former host of the Late Night Score on CBS Sports 920 and InsideSTL.com. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Got up and walked out of the show.
3: Because well, she sem- She's semi-famous.
0: Because the girls were teasing her about being a virgin.
3: Is that legit? Was she legit a virgin? I
0: don't know. She was legit a legit virgin or not? I know that's that's why she that that is allegedly why she got up and walked out of the show.
3: When did you lose your virginity? I was eighteen. Eighteen.
0: Hmm.
3: I didn't know how to. I didn't. I didn't know how to ask a girl out. Do you remember it? Oh yeah. Length of time was give or take. Oh, I mean it's it's. It's oh, a, dude, I'm not ashamed. I, I was 13 and it went a minute.
0: Yeah, I a mean, minute. probably on par with, with, what, with what happens now still. <laughs> <laughs> Gave her the best 15 seconds of her life. That's
3: right. Hey, it's a race, not a marathon. If that's, you don't get there, that's not my fault. That's
0: exactly right. <laughs> anyway, Angela Sharp is writing a book.
3: Okay. I always sidetrack you. She was writing a fucking book. About what? Her semi-famousness? Yes. Are you serious? What's it going to be called? Like, my semi-famous life?
0: Let me turn Dave back on so I can tolerate this.
3: God, has Dave Matthews had a new CD in any time recently? It's been a
0: long time. There's a guy on the fan page named Dave Matthews. Really? And uh, on the TMA fan page on Facebook. And whenever you post anything, you're like, yeah, that's great if you don't <laughs> go down there and don't drink the water. <laughs> and he'll do... There's the GIF of Michael Bolton from Office Space.
3: Yeah, Many Michael shows. Bolton.
0: Yeah, of Michael Bolton. Uh, let me find this here little fan page.
3: God, he's got to be super rich. I'm going to look up Dave Matthews' net worth while you do your Angela Sharp viewing thing. It's good. Do you have me. a big
0: home stereo system. No, I wish I did.
3: I got a big ass TV.
0: And you know, what people don't realize the speakers in those big ass TVs suck.
3: Yep. Oh, my God. Try to guess how much Dave Matthews is worth.
0: Half a billion dollars.
3: $300 million.
0: I was on the, I was on the, the positive side of it.
3: And that's according to WealthyGorilla.com. Uh, his personal life, Dave Matthews married longtime girlfriend Ashley Harper in 1994. They have twin daughters, Stella and Grace. Born in 2001. They also have a son, August. Born in 2007. And they reside in Seattle, Washington.
0: Was he born in August? Yeah, right.
3: No, August was born in June, so go figure that out.
0: How? Who are these people? (laughs) What are they
3: doing? Now, Bono, because Google just wants to let you know everyone's uh, net worth. Bono, according to WealthyGorilla.com from U2, is worth $700 million. Christ.
0: I think the only musician people worth billions, I believe, is Dr. Dre. I believe. And that's because of his business deals with beats.
3: Okay, here's another odd thing. Dave Matthews was born in South Africa. How about that? I think I knew that. Johannesburg, South Africa. Huh. Hmm. He formed the Dave Matthews Band in 1991. And there's your Dave Matthews update. Maybe it's,
0: oh, you know, it's on, the,
3: on the Twitter tweets. And then Ringo Starr of the Beatles is worth $350 million, which makes him the 10th richest rock star in the world, which is crazy. Who's the
0: richest rock star in the world?
3: That's a good question. I'm going to Google that. Dude, it might be like Mick Jagger. Uh, is that just
0: based solely on age?
3: <laughs> yeah, right, because it's been around the longest. Who is the richest rock star?
0: Uh, multimedia journalist, TV host, Show Me St. Louis, SCL TV, sideline reporter, radio DJ. Opinions expressed here are mine and mine alone. Add me on Insta. Does
3: it doesn't say
0: Insta? It does say Insta.
3: So uh, to answer your question of who are the richest rock stars uh, here's your top couple ones Paul McCartney is number 1 at 1.2 billion dollars okay. Billion with a B Bono has 700 million Jimmy Buffett is worth 600 million Bruce Springsteen is worth 500 million Elton John worth 500 million and then after that's John Bon Jovi Sting and Mick Jagger and that's again thanks to the wonderful website wealthyguerrilla.com <laughs>
0: There was a, an old joke somewhere. <clears throat> now, Sammy Hagar always says yeah, how much money he has, right? Jimmy <laughs> or those no, people always say to Sammy Hagar how much money he has, good like for selling the for selling Cabo Wabo tequila to whomever.
3: Yeah, Cabo he Wabo said, tequila is delicious, by the
0: way. He said if Jimmy Buffett woke up with my money, he'd, he'd, he'd kill himself. Right?
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how rich Jimmy Buffett. Is. That's how
0: rich Jimmy Buffett is. I can't find the sun. Do you of like bitch. Jimmy
3: Buffett?
0: I do. Yeah, not as much as other people. Right, you're not like a parrot head.
3: There, I, believe they parrot are, head. I believe they are.
0: they are parrot heads. But down, I can't find it. Anyway, she's <laughs> writing a book, and it's really annoying.
3: Congratulations, Angela Sharp. I'm glad you're semi-famous, and I've met you once for like three seconds. I thought you were a delight. And she was always very.
0: She's always been very nice to me too when I've met her. Yeah.
3: Um, I just can't stand when others, people get that obsessed with social media. There are
0: others that work with her that say otherwise.
3: Really? Prod- Although that comes with anything. Sure.
0: Two sides. Some people restorers. might say I'm an a-hole to work with.
3: I, I, know. I know people say I am. I believe it. Yep, that's yeah, true. <laughs> it's absolutely true.
0: Anyway, you can find this on Spotify. This uh, it's called Dave Matthews Band DMB Live Tracks Volume Thirteen, recorded live at Busch Stadium.
3: What are some of the best concerts you've ever seen? You know, I'm not a big concert guy. Right, you're like me. We don't do a bunch of concerts. But do you have any that you, like, remember? Like, I remember seeing John Mayer, which sounds super weird now to say, but John Mayer, I saw it with my brother. It was the last concert I ever saw, and it was spectacular because the dude's super, super talented on the guitar. That would have been a sight to see. Dude, he's really talented on the guitar. Oh, I bet. His, like, inspiration is Stevie Ray Vaughan, and he's really good. Uh, I saw Sting. Really? Sting? Not the police, just Sting.
0: Yeah, just Sting. Late '90s, Sting. <laughs> As we walk in fields of
3: gold. Nice. I bet he still <laughs> does tantric sex at that point.
0: For, yeah, I don't
3: know. I don't remember that. And for those of you listening, look up tantric sex. So, I, when I was
0: when I was eighteen, I dated the uh, uh, the police chief's daughter of the uh, city of Maryland Heights. Okay, which is where the Riverport Amphitheater resides. Nice, and so he had. I got this police pass thing, oh, that's so, we, awesome. so we got to go to all kinds of free concerts.
3: That's awesome. Sure, to- I
0: went and saw Lannismore set. Moore's set was really good.
3: Isn't that ironic? It really is. Don't you think? Uh, I'm trying to think. How about man. that
0: rain this morning?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I I don't know. I, I I can't even think of some. I've seen, I've seen Justin Timberlake twice. Seen Shawn Mendes. I've seen a lot just you Carrie Lake Underwood
0: I saw Aerosmith Aerosmith was really good.
3: Aerosmith I love Aerosmith mm-hmm. Dream God to think they've been singing for like 40 a, plus years I'm not Aerosmith
0: I'm sorry red Hot chili Peppers.
3: Ah, I've never seen them live, I bet that was really good. I though. saw
0: Genesis in Chicago. really that was awesome. Phil Collins. yes.
3: did he do in the air in the night
0: uh, since it was a Genesis concert, he didn't do it, he, it They were not doing any Phil Collins solo stuff only genesis
3: songs i guess i get that
0: home by the sea
3: is there anybody you wish you would have seen like i saw willie nelson i I I have never seen
0: billy Joel or elton john and i need to quickly
3: i don't even think you can see elton anymore i think you can isn't it isn't he done or has he got his farewell tour going
0: he always have farewell tours going on
3: yeah then they come back right make another hundred million and then come back again
0: they're never like. like Keith Joe,
3: Richards is never going to die. Like Joe Rolling Roderick Stone.
0: says, like like uh, wrestlers, I would imagine that singers are not allergic to money.
3: Who is, right? <laughs> Who is? Like they're talking about Jennifer Aniston doing this new show on Apple TV because Apple TV is trying to be like the next Netflix. Right. And they have a new show called, I think it's just called The Morning Show, where Jennifer Aniston plays a TV anchor. And it's her and Reese Witherspoon and Steve Carell. Kim? And it's going to debut at some point here in the near future. And they were talking about, like, does she really need to do it? And it's like...
0: There is about to be a... Why m- wouldn't you? A major, major shit show when it comes to streaming video.
3: In terms of what?
0: Everybody and their brother is starting their own streaming service. NBC, CBS, big dogs ABC, the Disney. Lead,
3: the big dogs will always be the ones who eat.
0: But if NBC has their own streaming service, Netflix is not going to be able to get... NBC shows.
3: But that's also why Netflix created all their own shit.
0: Because I guess they knew that was going to happen. They knew this
3: was coming. Those contracts were eventually going to come up. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. That's why they create all their own stuff. Yeah. Netflix was the first one to go, okay, this is great now, but it's eventually going to run out.
0: Do you have a Vizio television in your home?
3: Yeah. It's in our bedroom. Is it a a smart TV? Yeah.
0: So if you... had it hooked up to the internet You've probably seen that it upgraded to a thing called Freeview or something Smart, Yeah Because there's like Smartcast on there Yes And then there's Freeview uh-huh. Which is from Paramount mm-hmm. From Paramount Movie Studios Right Within that channel mm-hmm. There are about 200 more channels of stuff to watch
3: I haven't even viewed it yet I haven't tried Really
0: We were just screwing around with it the other night I'm like what
3: the hell is this And it's What is it called again? I can't think of, like, free something or... I'll have to look it up. Hang on. Let's... Uh... And it's it's Paramount. It is. Because Paramount got rid of Spike TV and turned it into their own thing, Paramount Television, which has the... Yeah. Have you ever seen Yellowstone? That show's fantastic with Kevin Costner. Any of our listeners listening to that, feel free to text me how great it is. It's awesome.
0: I can't think of what it's called.
3: Dude, John Mayer was so talented. I, I don't like his new stuff really much anymore. This is, a, this is one of my favorite songs. Yeah, Heartbreak Warfare. This is like 2008. Somewhere around there. Yeah, uh. I nailed the head right on it.
0: Watch Free is what it's called. Watch, Watch Free. Watch Free. And it's actually an input now. And
3: it's only on Vizio TVs? Yes. Hmm. It's
0: only on Vizio. It, not only is it like an app inside the Smartcast, right. it's an actual input. So if you're pressing the input button on your remote, right, you have HDMI one, two, cable box, yeah, yeah, yeah. Smartcast, watch free,
3: huh? And there's TV shows on it, like two hundred channels, really. Like all, I like, think, like I like think, all satellite's will, gonna be gone. I think it's gonna be gone.
0: I don't know how they can compete with it.
3: Uh, restaurants, things like that, that have, that that. yeah,
0: they'll have to have it. Yeah, they'll have to have it. But they'll be the only ones who have it. Right.
3: I think it's done. I think it's all done. People thought Lauren and I were batshit crazy when we got Hulu Live TV. They thought we were out of our mind. Yeah. And we weren't even that new to it. I mean, we've so, been out for a year.
0: You know, I told you that we canceled the cable? Yeah. I turned it back on just with basic, though. Why? It just wasn't fulfilling our needs.
3: And Okay, so what about, do you watch on cable that you can watch? There's something
0: on- about just being able to turn on Food Network and being able to turn on. Does
3: Hulu not have that? I don't even know I don't watch Food Network.
0: They do, but it's weird, and like, so, and like, it, like the reception in my house wasn't really.
3: Yeah, if you have shit reception, that's a problem. It was choppy.
0: So for for like, I think it's like seventy. I make my my cable was like one hundred and ten dollars a month now, mm. just because because we just have basic. We don't have the HBO, which it's
3: much less than you're paying before, right?
0: Oh, it was like two hundred and twenty dollars
3: before. Well, that's one hundred and ten dollars saved. I mean, you're still paying for Hulu though, right? We are. So but that's like that's because there's
0: other stuff in there too. Right. But I might cancel the Hulu Live. Yeah. Because because we really don't need it anymore.
3: Well, right? and really, if you do the Disney Plus package, the new thing that uh, just came out, you'll get the Hulu library plus uh, ESPN Plus plus. Uh, oh, is that all
0: part of the ABC deal?
3: Yeah. Twelve ninety nine a month. Mm. I think yeah. I,
0: gotta, I gotta revisit. I gotta revisit all this stuff.
3: Well, it, it keeps coming. It keeps uh, you know transforming.
0: So as far as. Keeping premium television s- channels um, on your cable system—that's just asinine these days. You don't need to at all.
3: If you're paying more than a hundred and twenty dollars a month for your cable, satellite, whatever, you're making a big mistake. You're yeah. just throwing money away. Like my yeah. parents are throwing money away, but my dad's getting smarter and smarter and more hip to it with every passing day. Yeah, because I'm like, you don't need all this shit. Like, there's plenty of other options. Plus, that I can like do the it.
0: Hulu Live that I, you know, if I'm in here. Right, we want to watch. We want to watch a sporting event, in here, yeah, I can just bring it up because we yes. don't have we don't have cable television in this building. Yeah, so yeah,
3: no, I'm a big fan of it. I mean, obviously, there's things you do go without. I mean, but um, I'm also the belief it's just going to continue to evolve and get better and better. So
0: I think so too. Um, and really, what it's going to take for me, for it to work in my house. Uh, first it's going to be to upgrade all the televisions to smart, smart TVs, TVs. And then you not have, have better Wi
3: Fi. You have to have better Wi Fi. No, you actually
0: got to hardwire them. Oh. We have the TV in the living room hardwired into the router yeah, with, a, w- with a with a cat. Oh, crystal, 4K all day, every day. Yeah. never, never hiccups, never an issue. See,
3: like I feel like that's something they're definitely going to fix too down the road. You know what I mean? Like as time continues to go on, I feel like they'll definitely. Don't you? I just bought a
0: new router, and it sucks. It just it always loses its internet connection. And when you go to reboot it, you have to reboot it every day.
3: See, we don't have any of that problem, man.
0: So what kind do you have?
3: I don't know, Netgear. It's a Netgear router.
0: How long long have you had it?
3: It's old, dude. It's my parents. I replaced
0: replaced a 10-year-old one.
3: This one's every bit of 10 years old. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's just... So now they
0: have... It's supposed to be so much faster, because they have the MIMO, the multi-input, multi-output. Sure. Then we have multiple devices, mm-hmm. and so and and so multiple devices can grab really fast connections off the. Whereas before it was limited to less than a hundred megabits per second. Whereas your average home network now, or even business network, is one gigabit per second. If that makes any sense to you at all. Somewhat. So these new ones, they have speeds up to almost two gigabits over wireless. Now, I've never seen it in action.
3: Right. Here, let's see what this... I don't know. Like, uh, Lauren and I, like, literally maybe twice a month, we'll have, like, a lag issue where it will, like, be a pain. But no joke, we restart our box, and then we're good to go. Like, it's it's fine. It's not even a big deal. Uh, But again, not every case is case-by-case based. Something
0: that's really cool, too, is that when Charter comes out and sets up any kind of new service, like in a business, Mm -hmm. they put one of their Spectrum Wi-Fi boxes in there. And what happens is that if you're a subscriber to their service, Mm -hmm. you can log on to that and get lightning-fast internet anywhere you are, if they have that box.
2: Hmm.
0: It's kind of neat. Oh, excuse me. That was a little burp. That was just a little burp. Yeah. See, like I'm connected over this thing at 144.4 megabits per second, and that's going into the spectrum thing. Now, if I disconnect from this, hang on a minute. Let's just play Wi-Fi for a minute because this will be this is really exciting for everybody. Right. Now, this the the network that we have here inside the office is was from Ubiquity Networks. Never heard of it. And when they come from, and they are the they are the leaders. They are the current leaders of wireless technology in enterprise environments, okay?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, see, this is, must be a limitation of my uh, of my Wi-Fi card. Oh. Because it's the exact same speed. Okay. So that's probably why I need, up, well, that's why I need a new
3: laptop. <laughs> Dude, you got a Dell.
0: You know what? This Dell has been pretty good to me over the years.
3: What do you think you'll get next? Another Dell? Yeah. Remember when gateway computers were a thing?
0: Yeah. I saw a gateway computer box the other day. I'm like, where the hell did you get dig that thing up from? Do you find it at the trash store?
3: <laughs> you get it at the toilet store.
0: <laughs> Where'd you get that suit at the toilet
3: store? Do you have an awful, like an awful habit, like a really bad habit that probably drives your wife crazy, like I do, and it's throat clearing, and it's bad. Ice chewing. Ice chewing. That drives your wife crazy?
0: Absolutely one thousand percent. Really? Yeah.
3: Yeah. I uh like in the morning, dude, I cough and like clear my throat because my allergies are so bad. It's so bad, dude. It's so gross. It's so gross. And Lauren's like, What's the fuck is wrong? Like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, I'm dying.
0: My eyes have been real goopy lately.
3: Eye allergies, huh?
0: Mm-hmm
3: mold's been bad lately Man, has it i have been dying dying i mean
0: if i'm outside for any extended amount of time my eyes are just caked with bug
3: i'm very lucky that i don't get that i don't get Ooh. any of the eye stuff like around cats and stuff i sneeze real bad my nose will fill up but i don't get the i eye used
0: stuff. to never get it and even still it's still tolerable to me i can still like work through it i just have to wipe my eyes a lot and so but in turn my eyes get real swollen from wiping them so much right uh, because like Saturday it was outside in the yard doing a bunch of crap mm-hmm. laying, uh, I think I talked about my free bricks. I got off Facebook marketplace,
3: Mm-mm. but you got some free bricks.
0: Yeah. I got some free landscaping bricks and I, and I built some flower beds Nice. and landscaping, you know, just places for the, for the lawn guy to mow up against the, uh, mm-hmm. to mow up against the, uh, the landscaping there. So, uh, but I need to kill some grass and put some more rock, uh, inside there to make it look halfway decent. Sure. And then I dug up some, uh, some bushes that were driving me nuts that have, that had kind of overtaken like my air conditioner area that needed to, they just needed to go. Yeah. So I, uh, I chopped those down and dug up the, uh, root systems of those things. That was that's fun. That's all.
3: I was just going to say, that's fun.
0: That was a, luckily it was in the shade. That was in the shade, so I was all good.
3: Yeah, now you fucking croak.
0: So then I have this mound of dirt at the top of my driveway. I've had it there for a couple of years. Uh, and it's, uh, to fill in, uh, Holes where the dogs have dug
3: Oh, they're diggers, are they?:
0: One of them is, mm. and he's, and he's done a number. he's done a number on the yard, so I started to kind of dig into that thing, yeah, and it was just solid clay, just solid, yeah, so I soaked it for a while. I'm like, okay, this is a little more pliable, but then it was too wet, it was too heavy to move it, right so I'm like, all right well, I'm got to let it dry out just a little bit Harden and up then a little bit. and then this happened this morning with all the crap.
3: terrific. With the rain, did, did you, you get? Did you get a downpour out here?
0: Oh, for about five hours. Really? Oh, it rained about four inches here. I
3: slept through everything, man. I woke up and it was like it wet rained. Outside, but
0: Granite City got hit again. Really? The last time it rained like this, there was when there was a bad storm. It rained like four or five inches down in Granite City. This time it rained seven inches down there. And the in whole five place, hours, it flooded. Yeah, and flooded out. Wow! So much flash flooding. My phone was going off in the middle of the night, 3.15 in the morning. That sucks. And, but, or both of us went up at the same get, time. we get
3: that, too, yeah. And
0: it was, it was a flash flood warning. I'm like, flash flood warnings are really inappropriate at 3.15 in the morning. Yeah. I they I get it. I get the the severity of the situation. The reasoning behind it. They are, they, they are it. very, very dangerous things. You need to be aware that it could be happening. Right. But you hear that, you're going like, Oh, crap, because, I mean, I've, obviously I've been laying there the whole time and seeing the lightning. I mean, the, the lightning was so bright last night. God, I slept through everything. That I could see it through my eyes. I could see it through my closed eyes.
3: It wow. was that
0: bright. And then, of course, I have an overflowing gutter, too, that I didn't get to on Saturday, which I should have. Right. That I need to get up there and get that. And so then I heard that.
3: <laughs> oh, dude, I can't do that. I can't hear anything when I'm sleeping like any little noise I'm um, I'm it's bad I have to go find it and stop it or go sleep somewhere else
0: so I need to get up there I shall probably do it I might do it when I get home depending on what's going on cuz it's supposed to rain again tonight perfect more storms just what we need more humidity and uh, so I need to get up there and and just it's just, just need to unclog a little hole with a little drain hole right cuz some little bird by me its nest there
3: that's probably exactly what happened did I dude uh no joke uh speaking of that one time, Lauren and I were sleeping in bed, and it was like 5 a.m. in the morning, and I hear like this banging outside, and it's like so obnoxious, and I'm like, what the hell is this? So I go outside, and I'm looking around, and I can hear it in my gutter, like this banging, and I could see it vibrating and moving around, and I'm like, what the hell is this? So I go to see it, and I could see there's like a bunch of mud impacted into the bottom of this gutter spout, and I decided to un- to like loosen it up and get it out and just be like, oh, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's like a, you know, something bouncing around in there. And a squirrel came flying out. No way. Scared the piss out of me. Literally think I peed my pee pants. It was terrifying. Dude, it was bad. It was so bad. It came flying out. First off, I was so thrilled the thing didn't die in there because I'm like a weirdo with animals. But like it was terrifying.
0: That's a Negan line. What? Better have on your pee pee pants because you're about to pee your pants.
3: (laughs) I I think (laughs) I can't remember where I picked it up from. I think it was like an Adam Sandler movie. Yeah. But uh, today, I saw just a little PSA for the people out there if they could not leave their dogs outside when the heat index is 109. Yeah, uh, don't do that. I was in Robertsville, like down in the country. Uh. And I looked outside, and there were like dogs in the backyard, and they were like literally panting to death. Like literally. And now oh, maybe they were only out there for 10 minutes, but dude, it's way too hot to have your dog out there. Yeah. Way too hot.
0: And uh, I was driving to work this morning in, this, in these torrential downpours, and there's idiots driving around without their lights on.
3: Nice. Yeah.
0: Turn your lights on. Usually on my car, <laughs> if I turn the wipers on, the lights come on.
3: People are so stupid, dude.
0: I don't get it. I mean, that's like 1999 law. It's been the law for 20 years.
3: Well, how about the fact that you just need to see where the hell you're going and other people need to see you?
0: Well, that's... I mean, you can't... I mean, you, I couldn't see where I was going with the light. That had nothing to do with it. It's that other, other people can see you.
3: Right. Right. They need to see you. I'll tell you something else that's driving me nuts in terms of, like, stupidity is... Do you find it as dumb as I do? And I worked in television, so I really have, like, a oh, disdain no. for it. Okay. The making and forcing television anchors to stand while they're doing the telecast... It drives me.
0: What is that supposed to well, that's What That's what my question
3: is. Like, like if you watch Channel 5, it, actually, it's all the channels now, but like Channel 5, I was watching the 6 o'clock news last night, and the anchors are standing with their iPads, obviously, like at like belly button level, and it's such an awkward thing. Like, why? Why even have a desk then?
0: Some consultant said that was, did something, uh,
3: Right, that it was, made them look like they are working harder or whatever, but it's like, dude, it looks so stupid. I, I never will understand that.
0: Uh, a, uh, so this is from uh, Star News Journalists. Answer your question, myreporter.com. Mm. Why do some TV news anchors stand while giving the news? Uh, what's the purpose of news reporters standing while giving the news? They don't appear to be comfortable giving them, give them their desk back for the entire newscast.
3: So stupid. So right. Answer:
0: WECT TV's newscasters often stand while delivering the local news, according to Scott Saxton, a news director for WECT and Fox Wilmington. It's a matter of logistics. That's so bad. Oh my God! Please tell me. Oh God! All right, let me, just, let me just finish this thought. Our anchors move around a lot and need to be mobile, he said. Why, Scott? Why? Pick, right. Scott Picky, news director for WWAY News Channel 3, said that stations anchors are seated for most of the newscast. All right. Here's point number one. Why do they need to be mobile inside a tiny studio? They don't. Just sit there.
3: They're I, reading the news, man. They're
0: reading the news.
3: Why do they have to do that? Does your accountant stand when he's doing your accounting? Does your insurance guy stand while he's doing your insurance? It just doesn't make any sense to me.
0: Do you know the true meaning of the word logistics? Do you know what it is?
3: No, I'd rather learn.
0: Your your, your Heartland Coca-Cola truck drivers with the soda on, tra- on their trailers mm-hmm. are performing logistics. They're sure. delivering the goods. Sure. That's all logistics is. That's what, that's, it's, it's a fancy word for delivering goods.
3: That's what I thought it was, but I didn't want to sound dumb. I got to be honest; I didn't want to sound. dumb. By
0: saying that it's a matter of logistics, that it's just a poor choice of that people, word,
3: and people do it all the time. Like, like Iggy, some, something's epic. Yeah, is it? Is it epic? Is it? Is it? Is it?
0: I have a feeling, though, that the they're going to change the meaning of the word logistics at some point. I sure to mean. Not. To mean, like an, to, to mean the bringing together...
3: Like an all-encompassing thing. An all, of,
0: all, of, of all things, all-encompassing.
3: <sighs> That's not what it fucking
0: is! It's delivering stuff!
3: <laughs> I'm gonna... <laughs> I pinched a nerve and I got it.
0: <laughs> the detailed coordination of a complex operation involving many people, facilities, or supplies... The organization of moving housing or supplying troops and equipment. The commercial activity of transporting goods to customers. Germany's largest be- uh, beverage logistics organization. So stupid.
3: It's delivering of goods. But again, why does my news anchor need to stand when he's reading off a teleprompter? Oh, yeah. let's, let's get, what is going get, on with let's the get news? Back to that for a I second. don't understand that. Let's, let's, let's go it back to- honestly bothers me, and I don't know. It shouldn't. It, I, I have bigger things in the world to, to have be bothered by, but I'm, I am very bothered by it, and it's everywhere. So, it's national news. It's local news. It's PBS news. It's, it's Sports say, Center.
0: I want to say it was in the movie Thirteen Going on Thirty, circa two thousand four. Jennifer Garner with the great Jennifer. Garner and Mark Ruffalo. (laughs) Um, Anyway, Mark Ruffalo's fiance is a weather person in Chicago in the movie, okay?
3: Okay. Now, weather people have always stood.
0: They've always stood. I mean, she's. And then she makes a comment about Brokaw always staying. No, I'm thinking of the wrong movie. You know what it is? It is the movie. What the hell was that? Keeping the Faith. With, with Ben Stiller, Edward Norton, and Edward Norton,
3: Jenna Elfman,
0: Jenna Elfman, who's a major babe in that movie. She's she a she's a, a total fucking weirdo in real life, but she's a major babe in that movie.
3: Okay.
0: Uh, ben Stiller goes on a date with a Jewish reporter who works at ABC News. Okay, and I can't think of her name. Ro- I can't think of her real name or the or the character's name. But she talks about how she's how she's going to start seeing. And this is from this is circa two thousand.
3: Okay, so 20 years ago.
0: 20 years ago, and she's talking about how Brokaw stands to do the news.
3: But, again, like, so stupid. Just because one guy's doing it doesn't mean everyone needs to follow suit. Like, I was talking to my tattoo artist, and he was talking about, um, like, how everyone has the same tattoos. Like, everyone has the exact same thing. Like, everyone goes to Pinterest, goes to Google, and looks up, like, something that they want, and they go... Oh, I want to get this. And then they think it's unique. And he's like, but it's obviously not. It's already been tattooed on another person. Right. Right. So he's like, why would you ever print something off of Pinterest and go, I want that on me and think that it's unique? Like, it's a really strange phenomenon. So, like, why follow Tom Brokaw? Because he stood. I don't know. That's so odd to me. It's very odd to me. P.S. I have a lot of tattoos. Definitely. I took off of, like, Google. (laughs) Oh, you Really? Oh, yeah, I got a few. Yeah, for sure. Like, I have a son on my arm that's like a Google. It's terrible. I had an old boss
0: of mine tell me, he says, the way to work smarter is to utilize the tools you know how, that you know how to use well. Right. And he says, if you need help putting together some kind of flow for something, putting together anything. Right. Find a template. Find somebody who's already done it, because I guarantee right. somebody, you you are not creating anything new.
3: No, yeah. Everything's copying off of something else. Yeah. Every, everything. everything. I just thought, I said, isn't that kind of bad? He goes,
0: hell no. I guess it depends on the situation. Well, no, if you're plagiarizing a story, yeah, you, you can't do that. But if you're just, if you need somebody to help you with a report at work. Right. Go I, for it.
3: Yeah. I don't know I just I was so bothered by that yesterday watching the news. I was like, why 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 are you staying and then they don't know what to do with their hands so their hands are like either like just like laying in front of their crotch, you know like awkwardly like hand over hand lapping or they're like talking with their hands too much, which is like a real problem for me. I don't like hand talking even though I hand talk I don't like when people are like super over the top with it like like New Yorkers I don't know. I'm bothered by stupid shit, Andy. I am. Every year I get older, I'm more like Jerry Seinfeld. Who are these people? I know. I'm bothered by it.
0: All right. So we have a pretty hot topic to talk about after the break. Yeah. Unfortunately, since we've um, last done a show, uh, there's been two, I mean, fairly, you know, very, very big mass shootings. I I shouldn't say very, very big mass shootings because that's kind of redundant. There have been two mass shootings in this country, one in El Paso, Texas, one in Dayton, Ohio, not Toledo. Mr. President, Dayton, Ohio. Close, and uh, also one here, almost here in Missouri, before a off-duty uh, firefighter, yeah. uh, broke it up. So we're going to talk about some deep stuff, some deep, deep stuff. We're going to do that after the break. You're listening to the St. Louis Happy Hour podcast on the St. Louis Podcast Network. <music> I hear something new in this song every time I listen to it. Really? Yeah,
3: I love this song.
0: Yeah, my favorite part of this song is the guitar duel between Don Felder and Joe Walsh at the end.
3: Yeah, the
0: lyrics. Everybody knows the lyrics. The lyrics. Mm -hmm. The lyrics are nothing new, but there's there's a new little piece of music I hear. Yeah. Every time. It's wonderful. It's the St. Louis Happy Hour Podcast on the St. Louis Podcast Network, Andy Hanselman. John Alpina, Sander, alongside. Okay. Before, Had a little bit of fun in the uh, first segment, kind of just bullshitting around about stuff and definitions of the word logistics.
3: Yes. <laughs> so, hold on. Before we get into the, <clears throat> the real deep topic of the guns, of the gun control and gun laws, please... Give me your thought synopsis on what I can't stop thinking about. We were just talking about it during the break. The yes. Jeffrey Epstein, quote unquote, suicide, which I don't believe. By well,
0: that. I did see, a, I saw a Twitter thing that said that, uh, yeah, the, you know, the Cubs are playing real bad, but he didn't have to do that.
3: Oh my God. All right. That's pretty funny. <laughs> that's pretty good.
0: It's the wrong Epstein there, buddy.
3: I just, I, I mean, every, I can't stop reading about it. Um... I, I I'm gonna say right now, I'm not a conspiracy theory guy. No, I'm not either. Never have been. But there's no way that guy killed himself. There is no way Jeffrey no. Epstein killed himself, at all. Like no, it was, it's just a, it's not possible. And the problem with that, and anyone who doesn't know what's going on with the Jeffrey Epstein thing, it's kind of a long story. You know, former financial billionaire. You know, all kinds of weird things with the story, like. I was reading, like, he had, like, a penthouse given to him in New York that was worth, like, $70 million from the guy who runs or owns Victoria's Secret.
0: Yeah, it was the house on East 71st Street I was reading about this, and it was known as, God, it was, you're right, it was, yeah, it was that. Why
3: would you give someone a $70 million mansion? Like, what, what did that guy have on people? Like. I, I don't know, man, like the connections to the Clintons, the connections to Trump, the connections to all these powerful people. And then like the dude dies like right before he's supposed to be doing doing court. I that, don't know, man. It opens up Pan's doors box. That's what I keep saying to you is like, I don't know if you could trust anybody anymore. And I hate having that thought.
0: There's a new story in The New York Times. that was just posted today. The day Jeffrey Epstein, I'm reading that. Epstein told me he had dirt on powerful people. Written by James B. Stewart. Merry Christmas, y'all! Building a... Al- oh wait, that's, that's the wrong Jimmy. Wrong one. Wrong one. <laughs> wrong one. Um, I mean, the I'm, overriding impression I took away from our roughly ninety-minute conversation was that Mr. Epstein knew an astonishing number of rich, famous, and powerful people, and had photos to prove it. He also claimed to know a great deal about these people, some of it potentially damaging or embarrassing, including details about their supposed sexual uh, proclivities, proclivities, and recreational drug use.
3: During our conversation, Mr. Epstein made no secret of his own scandalous past. He pleaded guilty to state charges of soliciting prostitution from underage girls and was a registered sex offender and acknowledged to me that he was a a pariah in polite society. At the same time, he seemed unapologetic, which also just makes me sick about him. His very notoriety, he said, was what made so many people willing to confide in him. Everyone, he suggested, has secrets, and he added, compared to his own, they seemed innocuous. People confided in him without feeling awkward or embarrassed, so he claimed. I just everything ab- about this guy. Like what? I mean, the power that he had on these people. I mean, what was, information he, did he have?
0: I just read, just reading just, just reading a little bit further down. He was advising Elon Musk on taking Tesla
3: yes private yes. I'm just. I, I it, mean, that's that, that's the kind of power this guy had I'm just reading about When I it. contacted
0: your Epstein yeah he readily agreed to an interview the caveat was that the, the conversation would be on background which meant I could use the information as long as I didn't attribute it directly to him I consider that condition to have lapped with his death
3: you know and, and then I gonna, that's you know and yeah. part of ethics
0: oh he's this, his this,
3: ethics were long gone no
0: there's sure. no this no, this reporter's ethics are on par
3: Oh, the reporters, yeah. Yeah. And then then I go over here to another website, foxnews.com, as it says, FBI officials uh, are currently on the grounds of U.S. Virgin Islands, uh, the home of of the accused, quote-unquote, sex trafficker Jeffrey Epstein. The bureau confirmed to Fox News that the agents were at Little St. James Island in St. Thomas, but did not provide any details. The notorious island took on a string of nicknames over the year, including, this makes me sick, Pedophile Island and Orgy Island. The 66-year-old Epstein was known to frequent the lush property in the United States Virgin Islands. What's more, an employee who reportedly worked there has claimed the wealthy financier kept a mysterious safe inside the main residence. That's, see, that's what they're searching for. They're trying to find the information on these sick people that are also part of this.
0: What's in the safe?
3: It's going to be information on these people, man. Epstein was being held on charges after he was denied bail. Prosecutors say he sexually abused dozens of young girls in his New York and Florida residences between 2002 and 2005, to which Epstein pleaded not guilty. He faced up to 45 years in prison. Oh, my God. Pedophile Island. Dude, uh, my God.
0: Virginia Roberts, who claims to, and this is from The Cut, thecut.com, also posted, uh, I believe, today. Uh, updated 515 p.m. So yes, posted today. Uh, Virginia Roberts, who claims to have been trafficked by Epstein, told her lawyers in a 2011 interview that she saw Clinton, William Jefferson, with two young girls on the island. I remember asking Jeffrey, what's Bill Clinton doing here? That kind of thing. And he laughed it off and said, well, he owes me a favor. Clinton, however, has repeatedly denied this allegation through his spokesperson President Clinton knows nothing about the terrible crimes Jeffrey Epstein pleaded guilty to in Florida some years ago or those with which he has been recently charged in New York. Angela Urena said in a statement, he's not spoken to Epstein in well over a decade and has never been to Little St. James Island, Epstein's Ranch in New Mexico, or his residence in Florida.
3: All they would have to do is check the travel logs to know if it's true or not.
0: I mean, unfortunately, exactly right, because unfortunately everywhere Bill Clinton goes, he has a Secret Service detail.
3: Right. Because he's a former president. Former
0: president of the United States. They get it's, that for
3: life, right? Yes, they do. And then, and I mean, again, it, like if you want to say that was Fox News' size, for what I was saying, here's now CNN talking about the inner circle uh, has also come under scrutiny unrelated to alleged sex trafficking. Members of Epstein's inner circle who have not faced sexual abuse allegations also appear to be bracing for further legal action. The financial... Financial and personal relationship between Epstein and his one-time client and close friend, L. Brand's CEO, Leslie Wexner, has attracted attention since Epstein's arrest, though Wexner has not been accused of any wrongdoing. Now Wexner has hired one of the most prominent criminal defense attorneys in New York. Uh, according to people familiar with the matter in recent weeks, one of the people said White, White Leslie White, reached out to, on Wexner's behalf to prosecutors working on Epstein's case. See, these, are, these people are worried, man. That's the thing. It's like, it's kind of like when you turn on a light and the cockroaches scatter. That's what this reminds me of. Like, the this is, this is big. Like, he had way more information than people even think he had. Like, and who killed him? Who whacked him? Like, that's... Yeah. I, he had to have had... And here's the deal. Like, what happens if it comes out that, like, someone super, uber famous or well-known was a pedophile like it's going to change the i don't know it's it's a it's a thing that is very wild to me very i, b- wild. I believe
0: that the house he lived in used to be some kind of um it was a uh, what do you call it an embassy
3: Jeffrey Edward Epstein, born in 1953, was an American financier and convicted sex offender. Epstein began his career in finance at an investment bank, Bear Stearns, which is gone now. Before yep. forming his before forming his own firm, J Epstein and Company. I mean to know the people he knew. I mean, my god, man. And then like I mean like they're talking about like they're having connections to Prince Andrew. I mean, there's just really 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 odd things, Really, man. yeah, it's
0: all bad stuff.
3: I don't, I can't, I'm not saying I can't get enough of it because I'm like excited about it. I can't get enough of it because it's like, like I was telling you, if you open up Pandora's box, which they seemingly have now by doing this fake BS that he hung himself, dude, what, I mean, what happens if they find out like unbelievable shit? Like then the conspiracy theory people are going to be like, told you, told you. I don't I know. I don't
0: know if they'd ever let it come out. Yeah. I just don't know if if it would ever come out. Does it
3: change your thought on other conspiracies that you've heard before? Like ones I mean, where you not, go, wow, that seems impossible. I mean,
0: of course, you know, all that. any conspiracy is possible. Is it possible that we faked a land mooning? Land mooning? Yeah, sure. That, a that land, they faked. A moon landing? Yeah, that was fake for sure. Yeah. But a moon landing? Yeah, it's possible.
3: Do you think that the United States knew just how possible it was of 9-11 to happen? Sure.
0: If possible, like
3: it's not bad? out of the realm of possibility, but it's crazy to me that we that like I know the government is supposed to we're not supposed to know everything I get that I don't want to know everything, but at the same point in time, I don't know man i do you feel like you can trust the government nowadays? That's the bigger question it has for me is like today I was listening to the show that both of us love, you still work with uh the morning after on five ninety here in St. Louis. And Doug Vaughn, who's one of the hosts on the show, said something that really resonated with me and it made me really start to think. His thought was very simple. Do you trust anyone anymore in government, in the FBI, any of that, CIA, FBI, any of that? Do you really trust them knowing what we already can clearly tell now is completely false, that this guy did not kill himself?
0: It has been, I mean, known for years and years and years that politicians are liars and thieves.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: And some of them have rap sheets that are a mile long.
3: But doesn't it feel like it's getting worse? Like because anywhere,
0: I, think I, I again, I'm, I'm of the impression that things aren't worse. Things have always been this bad.
3: We just know more.
0: We just know more about it now.
3: That's fair. That's a fair rebuttal. Yeah, it's actually a really <clears throat> good point. I'm just, I'm just more along the lines of like, dude, where does it stop?
0: Do you ever watch a show? It was on ABC. It was a Shonda Rhimes show. It's off the, it's off the air now.
3: Scandal? A scandal. Heard about it. Never watched it. Heard about it. It was basically under
0: the premise that, it, uh, that yeah, there was a United States government, but, that, but then there was also this whole other faction right. that really ran shit behind the scenes.
3: Kind of like the dark web. Yeah, kind of the, kinda
0: like the dark web of the government, if you will.
3: B, I think they called
0: it B six thirteen on the show or something stupid.
3: Everything around it just reminds me of like Watergate, and it reminds me of like like House of Cards. If you've watched House of Cards, yeah, I'm
0: a huge fan, yeah. Oh, yeah,
3: huge fan. Great show, terrible ending. But I don't know, man. It's really weird and it's really uncomfortable. As somebody who's never been like a conspiracy theory guy, it's really makes me go, "What the fuck is going on? What's Does happening?" It? And I don't know where it gets better. I mean, because honestly, the left hates the right, the right hates the left, the middle's stuck like, well, what the hell do we do? And then honestly, the thing, the point that I was trying to say was like, who's going to fix it? Like, let's say Trump is either reelected another four years or somebody else comes in. Do you think either of those two options?
0: Can I tell you how it gets fixed? It's a, it's a, it's a really, really sad situation. What? It ends the Civil War and our, and our Constitution being destroyed and, st- and starting the country over from scratch.
3: Oh, I don't think, like, I know it sounds crazy, but I don't think we're that far from that. I mean, I hope not. I don't think we're that far It's from scary. It. I'm very, And I don't very, think, I don't mean civil in the fact of, like, black versus white. I think it's more of, like, literally Republican versus Democrat. I think we're watching kind it a civil, a
0: civil war in the sense of the country is at war with each other.
3: Yes. Yes. And not over black versus white, but no, over... No. Republican or Democrat. I think that's what it is. I really don't think we're that far off. I don't know. And to get into, like, segue into what you're... And even
0: go... And even say Republican versus Democrat, I think it's going to be the religious versus the non-religious.
3: Well, that's fine. That's fine. But I think that's a sect of it. Like, I'm... like, Like, I don't view all Republicans as, like, super religious people. No, I don't either. Right? But I'm
0: saying, but there is a, the the way that the tea party and the and the, the religious right were the vocal minority for such a long time and they've kind of quieted down or they've been muted by the trump or organis- by the trump administration
3: the religious have
0: the religious right the religious the religious right has have because maybe because they're speaking the way he wants it. he's doing the things that they want it done so they don't have to throw a big fit about everything remember michelle bachman her crazy ass
3: yeah crazy ass. I've always told you I'm a centrist. Like we're about to go into a topic here sh- very right. shortly that is going to be tough for some Republicans and some Democrats to listen to, but like I'm a centrist at heart. I believe in both sides. I do too.
0: And I believe and I, it's it's a it's a it's a line that's commonly used uh in movies and television and, and that is the things that divide us. Are much weaker than the things that keep us together. We all believe in democracy. Right. We all believe in the, you know, in the and the greatness of America. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a, there's a strong bond in, of what it, of for people wanting to keep America, you know, as, as great a country as it is. Yeah. And in recent years, you know, it was really brought. And I, I think we bring up the newsroom pretty much every episode at this great point show. Now. Great but the show. very opening scene is, is Jeff Daniels, who played a character by the name of Will McAvoy. Oh,
3: my God. We should play that. That's like the best speech. And it is the truth on, on where the United States honestly sits at this point.
0: I've never fact-checked the actual speech.
3: Oh, I'm not saying the numbers are 100%, but what he's saying, the... like The we overall all, premise. Yes. The, the, the logistics pre- of it. Yeah, the logistics, <laughs> yes. The <laughs> overall encompassing <laughs> logistics of the speech. Yes, like we're going to let you guys listen to it because it is honestly, whether you love, it doesn't mean you don't love the United States, right? Like If you say what he's about to say in this speech, it doesn't mean you don't love the United States. I love the United States, and he loves the United States, but if you're being honest with yourself, we have absolutely, one, divided ourselves in a way that I honestly never thought was possible in the last four years, and two, we are behind in a lot of ways compared to other countries.
0: We really are. I mean, we are not the leaders in science and technology anymore. No,
3: Man.
0: by by, or, or, or any stretch of the imagination. No, and it's because of things like that.
3: Yes, yes.
0: That we're not. All right, ready you got for this?
3: Yeah, I got it right here.
0: Sure and I'm this is the
3: up. newsroom opening speech.
0: Yeah, it's from it's from season one, episode one.
3: Highly recommend the show.
0: Yeah, I wish it was still on.
3: Mm-hmm. All right, go ahead. Hi.
0: My name is Jenny, I'm a sophomore, and this is for all three of you. Can you say in one sentence or less what <laughs> Um, you know what I mean. Can you say why America is the greatest country in the world?
2: Diversity and opportunity.
3: Lewis? Uh, freedom and freedom. So let's keep it that way. Well,
1: The New York Jets. <laughs> No, I'm going to hold you to an answer on that. What makes America the greatest country in the world? Well, Lewis and Sharon said it. Diversity and opportunity and freedom and freedom. (laughs) I'm not letting you go back to the airport without answering the question. Well, our Constitution is a masterpiece James Madison was a genius the Declaration of Independence is for me the single greatest piece of American writing you don't look satisfied One's a set of laws and the others a declaration of war I want a human moment from you what about the people why is America not the greatest raised- country in the world professor that's my answer Canada has freedom Japan has freedom the UK France Italy Germany Spain Australia Belgium has freedom so 207 sovereign states in the world like 180 of them have freedom all right and yet yeah, you a uh, sorority girl just in case you accidentally wander into a voting booth one day there's some things you should know and one of them is Sure used to be we stood up for what was right. we fought for moral reasons, we passed laws, struck down laws for moral reasons, we waged wars on poverty, not poor people. We sacrificed, we cared about our neighbors, we put our money where our mouths were, and we never beat our chest. We built great big things, made ungodly technological advances, explored the universe, cured diseases, and we We were able to be all these things and do all these things because we were informed by great men, men who were revered. First step in solving any problem is recognizing there is one. America is not the greatest country in the world anymore.
3: Powerful words. So I decided to do a little bit of fact-checking. Fictional that.
0: fictional television show, okay, written by Aaron Sorkin, one of the greatest television writers of all time.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Powerful words, though.
3: Yeah, and again, I, I decided just to do a little bit of fact-checking. There was an article written in Forbes magazine by Gary Shapiro, and he fully disagrees with that exact thing. It actually is addressing that exact speech that we just listened to. Gary Shapiro wrote for Forbes article right okay. here. Uh, And just kind of getting through it, here is what he has here, right? So he says, critics of American exceptionalism attack our education system, calling it a complete failure. Yes, the numbers are scary if you look at the overall math and science scores compared to many other countries. But consider two facts. First, the United States has a diverse and extremely large population, and and the highlighted statistics are often average scores that mask the huge number of high achievers. Our pre-college education systems has challenges, yet citizens of other nations increasingly want their children educated in the United States. Moreover, we have some of the world's best universities, and we see Chinese government officials strive to send their children to U.S. schools at increasingly younger ages. Indeed, China sends 160,000 of their youth to American schools. Second, it's not the basics or route learning that makes and American education valuable, it's the culture of innovation that we do. We may not be the best at basics, but we are phenomenal at teaching students to challenge the status quo. Our First Amendment, our immigrant, and our our diverse culture and our can-do attitude uh, are the reason for our entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, We do lead the world in internet innovation. We lead the world in music, movies, biotech, and many other technological fields that require out-of-the-box thinking, from Apple to DreamWorks Studios, from Amazon to any other of the world's innovators. Uh, This guy goes on and on and on. And his thing that I think is best point is, uh, he does say we do absolutely have problems in America, and we must address them. Our politicians and even our voters are failing to deal those with big issues. We focus on meaningless political squabbles. Gary Shapiro.
0: I like that as well. Yeah. I mean, that's very interesting. And and it, and it, it kind of proves a point, though. Or it brings a point home. In that... Other people think America is the greatest country in the world. Americans take it for granted. Maybe mm. I have a good friend who works over for one of the largest employers here in St. Louis, and we were just talking. I said, "You know," I said, "How's work going?" I said, "Are you a, are you a product owner yet?" He goes, "No, nah, I'm still just a business analyst." So what's going on over there? He goes, "How come?" I said, "I figure you've been you've been promoted by now." He goes, "It's all Indians." It's all Indians running enterprise around a car, really, yeah, like running like the the i t and and stuff like that, and not that it's a bad thing they're doing you know they they're 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 smart folks and they come over here and they take they take advantage of every opportunity given to them, and Americans just don't want to work for it yeah and these and these guys do, and i I don't know if that's a stigma with h r personnel around the country or Could that's be. only if that's only happening here. But I, I, found that, I found that to be a very staggering observation.
3: So then there's this other one, Zebra Fact Check, that literally fact-checked all those stats that he used. Okay. So he said, we're third in medium household income. Uh, Wikipedia presentation of the 2010 numbers. so it's 2010, uh, from the OECD places the U.S. at number four for medium household income. Uh, that's from a list of 35 countries, so we're number four. Uh, And then he said, we're number four in labor force, and Fotus.com shows the U.S. at number four in labor force as of 2010, showing the CIA World Factbook for 2010 as the source. Uh, The European Union beats the U.S. for third place on that list. Number four in exports is what he says in that speech as well. Fotus.com also agrees with McAvoy's claim about export rankings placing the United States at number four right after Germany as of 2010. Um, number of incarcerated citizens per capita yeah. was part of his thing. Allcountries.com using information from the United Nations Development Program ranked the United States number one in incarcerations per capita. The list carried the disclaimer, because of differences in legal definitions, data are not strictly comparable across countries. So that kind of gets sure. a little blurry. And Plus, you know,
0: you look at something like this too. Like there, there are people in jail here for illegal sports gambling, whereas in the UK, that's totally legal.
3: Right. Correct. That's a perfect point. Uh, and then he said, D- defense spending, we spend more than the next 26 countries combined, 25 of whom are our allies. In 2009, The Economist magazine reported that the United States military spending was highest in the world for 2008, higher than the next 14 spenders combined. Again, some of these numbers are from 2010. It's the only one I can find that sure. really well but detail that's, by detail. But
0: that is accurate because this came out in about 2011.
3: Yeah, 22nd in science is what Will McAvoy's speech offers. Few clues about the measure that backed this claim. Uh, Scamago Lab ranked the United States a clear number one in peer-reviewed science publishing. A study released in 2010 dealing with 15-year-old students from 65 nations placed the United States at number 22 in scholastic science achievement. 49th in life expectancy was also part of his, st- his speech there. Uh, and it says the 2010 CIA World Factbook ranks the United States at 49 in life expectancy. If the, if the European Union is counted as a country separate from EU members like Germany and Italy, Puerto Rico comes in at number 43. The World Bank, uh, using a variety of data sources, ranks the United States actually at 39 uh, in terms of that. And then seventh in literacy, which I do find that a lot of people can't seem to speak or read or write anymore these days. The CIA's World Factbook has literary estimates for the nations of the world. Wikipedia presents the statistics in a form that allows for easy interpretation. The literacy estimates actually put the United States back in the pack numerically. God, that's bad. But taking ties into account allows for putting the United States at number seven. The nation is the top 40 and are pretty close, well above 95% literate. So 95% of... uh, Americans are literate which is good. Andorra, Liechtenstein and Luxembourg all report 100% literacy. There's some fact checking from that. Pretty close
0: though. Pretty close. The overall gist of the message is not lost. No. He's not wrong.
3: No, and he's not he's not wrong. I think the statement of saying we're not number 1 just kind of depends on how you look at it. I mean there's a lo- I mean uh, in my opinion we are the greatest country. I think we are the greatest country to live in. We have the freedom. We have a lot of things that are other countries don't have. But we are not number one in terms of pushing our chest out and saying we're the best at everything. We aren't. Stats show that. We aren't.
0: I don't know how to compare it to other countries like Belgium, as Will McAvoy mentions in his speech. Right. I don't know what kind of freedom Belgium has. I've been to France. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was able to. You can walk around
3: France as much as you want. Right. Um, I do sometimes believe the United States as general is like a pretty girl, but not the prettiest girl at the party. So she'll tell you that she's pretty, gr- prettiest girl at the party. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? The Angela Sharp of countries. Damn, you nailed that pretty close, actually, (laughs) without even trying and without it even being what I was thinking about. That's kind of what I'm talking about. Like, we're semi-famous, right? You know what I mean? Like, I think the United States is a really pretty attractive girl at the party, but she's going to make sure to tell you how attractive she is so you don't find London more attractive. You know what I mean? Or the UK more attractive. You know what I'm saying?
0: And London is a great city.
3: You know what I'm saying, though? Yeah, no, I do. It's kind of like New York is like, we're the best. And it's like, are you? Are you? I mean, to you, they are. You know what I mean? Like, to New Yorkers, they are. But, you know, every city's their own thing. Every country's their own thing. I don't know. All right, let's get to your bigger hot take, though, now that I sideswiped you with Well, it sounds else. like
0: that you've done most of the research for this.
3: Right, but I'd like to hear your initial thought, unless you want me to just present the facts first and then do it the other way around. So
0: I think it's important that we take a lot of this and put it into context. And talk about how long this has been going on. The first mass shooting I remember was the April 20th, 1999 in Columbine.
3: Okay. Yeah, okay. hard to now, forget that one.
0: Now, was that the first mass murder in the country? No. Um, I would go back to, you can go back to Timothy McVeigh in Oklahoma City on... April tw- April 20th, 1995. Yeah. I don't know what else, happened on April 20th.
3: April, man, I don't know. Right yeah. after taxes.
0: I want to verify that date. Oklahoma City bombing.
3: It wasn't 94, right? It was 95. Because the first World Trade Center was 94, wasn't it?
0: 93.
3: 93. Wow, 7.
0: Sorry, it happened April 19th, 1995. Now...
3: Oh, so World Trade Center's for 93.
0: Right. But there was something in between. And that is um, FBI raid on David Koresh.
3: Remember this? Is that Waco?
0: In Waco. So that was two years prior, April 19th,
3: 1993.
0: Was what? Waco? Was w-
3: Waco. Okay. Okay. Is April again?
0: April 19th. Columbine High School Massacre. Also on...
3: That's so weird. It was,
0: it was April 20th, 1999.
3: Wow, that's so weird, the April thing. And i don't really know, strange. And I don't know if it's,
0: like, if it's a 420 deal. I don't know. I don't think so.
3: I don't think it's weed-related, no.
0: It would be shocking if it was. But I think that the fact that...
3: I don't know. So the... The mass shootings that happened at this point now what two weeks ago? I believe it was two weeks ago.
0: It was. And what? Oh, wait, hang on. And so Columbine was all it was. I forgot about this. Was was a, a school shooting and attempted bombing. Yes. That occurred on April twentieth. They had like pipe bombs. They did have pipe bombs. Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold. Yeah. Klebold. Was, was were the kids' names. And it seems ever. And and that's, that's and and, and that's just kind of when it all started for me.
3: Your remembering. My right?
0: remembering of Matt and, and when the mass shooting started. You know, and then I can't even think of all of them now. Of course, there, you know, Sandy Hook stands out in your mind mostly because there are some wackos that say well, it was fake.
3: Well, fucking Sandy Hook was 2012?
0: 2012.
3: Yep. It's already been seven years or going to be seven years, I believe, though, like December, I wasn't it?
0: Uh, it was. It was December the 9th, I believe. Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting was on <clears throat> December 14th,
3: 2012. Yep. It was I knew it was around Christmas time. And then you had the Las Vegas, Las Vegas shooting. massacre there where 58 people were killed. Yeah. So I went to this website. Well, I went to time.com. Well, can I? Oh, yeah. Before, sorry.
0: Before you do that. Sorry. I just I just want to say. I'm very liberal on some things. I'm very conservative on other things. Okay? hmm Having never shot a gun in my life, I don't know where I really stand on what weapons you need and what weapons you don't need. Because, and I kind of... I kind of want to get into the constitutional law part of this.
3: It's
0: a good idea. So let me pull this up. And
3: so you're not sure where you stand in terms of if someone should have the right to. Mike, my,
0: a... my gut says
3: take them all. Take all the guns.
0: Take them all. Do you really need to be able to defend yourself against an uprising in the American government? And if so. Are the weapons you have going to do you any good?
3: So I, 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 we'll get into it a little bit deeper, obviously. But like my off the top thought on that is, I don't believe you should take away all of them, um, or limit the ability to have any. Um, I don't believe that you need an AK forty seven. I don't believe you need a, an assault rifle. No, I don't think you. Do I don't either. believe you need that. I do believe you should have the right to have a nine millimeter or whatever. But most people
0: can't shoot a handgun. You know how hard it is to shoot. I've heard it's very difficult to shoot a handgun accurately.
3: Oh, I've shot them a million times. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: The Second Amendment of the United States Constitution reads, and this is from uh, Cornell Law School Legal Information Institute. It's just it's an it's a, it's a wiki, mm-hmm. if you will. Uh, reads a well-regulated militia, being necessary to the security of a free state the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Such language has created considerable debate regarding the amendments intended scope on the, on the one hand, some believe that the amendments phrase, the right of the people to keep and bear arms creates an individual constitutional right for citizens of the United States. Under this individual right theory, the United States constitution restricts legislative bodies from prohibiting firearm possession, or at the very least the amendment renders prohibitory and restrictive regulation presumptively, uh, sorry, uh, restrictive regulation, presumptively unconstitutional. On the other hand, some scholars point to the uh, prefatory language, a well-regulated militia, to argue that the framers intended only to restrict Congress from legislating away a state's right to self-defense. Scholars have come to call this theory the collective rights theory. A collective (laughs) rights theory of the Second Amendment asserts that citizens do not have an individual right to possess guns, at that local, state, and federal legislative bodies therefore possess the authority to regulate firearms without implicating a constitutional right. Uh, in 1939, the U.S. Supreme Court considered the matter in United States versus Miller 307 U.S. 174. The court adopted a collective rights approach in this case, determining that Congress could regulate a sought-off shotgun that had moved in interstate commerce under the National Firearms Act of nineteen thirty four because the evidence did not suggest that the shotgun has some reasonable relationship to the preservation or the efficiency of a well-regulated militia. The court then explained that the framers included the second amendment to ensure the effectiveness of the military. Now I would call that a pretty, a pretty accurate representation of what the second amendment means without without leaning one way or another. It kind of gives both sides.
3: Yeah. <clears throat> I think, and again, when was that written? 1700s, 1800s, whatever it was. I'm real bad with that. When was that Oh, written? the Constitution? Yeah.
0: 17... 17... Uh, the Constitution was signed in 1781. Okay.
3: So... 17... Now it's 2019, right? So it's been 200 and plus years Correct?
0: Uh, It was written in 1789, revised last in 1992 with an amendment.
3: Okay. I don't think that applies to modern day things nowadays. So, like, I kind of fall where you fall, where I sometimes go, my God, with everything that's going on, sometimes just take it away. This debate gets really murky depending on what side of the fence you're on, too. So, if you're a Democrat, you tend to view the gun debate far more differently than than Those on the right as a Republican um, Is at least from what I've seen When I talk to people about it A Republican talks about their right to bear arms Much differently than a Democrat does Sure So people listening to this Because you know we get a lot of listens Fortunately that people listen to this show So not all of them are going to be Republican Not all of them are going to be Democrat A lot might fall in the same camp that I'm in And that you are in Of more of a centrist viewpoint When it comes to a lot of the laws and political views I am of the belief that you should have the right to protect yourself. Absolutely. You should have the right to own and maintain a handgun. Again, under the assumption that you are a, and this gets murky again, mentally healthy. And what defines mentally
0: healthy? Well, Which, that's, that's where it gets tough. That's that where it gets tough.
3: That's where it gets really tough. But I mean, like, again, if you have if you have committed crimes in your past that are, you know felonies I, I don't think you deserve the right to have right so like I don't think that's beyond the the thought process there you know I it, that's hard it's where it gets really really murky I, I don't believe you need to ever have an AK-47 in your house ever
0: no there's no need for
3: it there's no need for a semi-assault rifle in your house I'm sorry to anyone who's listening to this who How goes, many, fuck that guy
0: what's, what's the maximum amount of rounds somebody should be able to have loaded into a weapon at one time a handgun can usually hold about 10
3: That's fine. That's plenty. You're supposed to be able to protect yourself, not from the government. Because again, going back to what you mentioned earlier, I am of the exact same belief. If you truly believe that if you have nine AK-47s in your basement or whatever the hell you have in your basement, that you think that's going to stop the United States military and government from taking you over if they do decide to uprise, you are out of your mind. And I hear people be like hell no, they're not taking me down. It's like, dude, that is so backwards. They will blow your ass up. If you really believe in this crazy uprising crap that people try to throw at me, I, I just don't buy that. And I understand there are other things like Venezuela and things where they've done gun bans and now they've kind of come to regret it or majorly regret it in some, in some cases there. I don't believe we have to worry about that here.
0: Since they have passed concealed carry laws in both, pretty much, in, I think in all 50 states now, Uh, Illinois was was one of the last to pass them because of Chicago. Okay. So uh, when you walk into your local Walmart or your local Target or even your McDonald's or going to dinner at Red Robin, Mm -hmm. the amount of people that I bet are packing heat would blow your mind.
3: Yes. Yes. I know for a fact. That when I go into bars that I'm a frequent of, that there are at least like 6 to 10 people that have guns on them at that point. Not AK-47s though, right? That's no. the difference. Yeah, I don't feel they, unsafe because someone's They, have, they there. probably have
0: Glocks on them. Right. Something, something along those lines. But it's lines.
3: not an assault rifle. It's not an no. automatic weapon that is, you know, I mean like. You're
0: not going to take out 58 people with a Glock.
3: Right. That, that's my, that's the problem. We're not talking about shootings. We're talking about mass shootings at this particular stage of what we're discussing. And these mass shootings happen because of these mega guns that these people have. The Clinton
0: administration back in the 90s actually had a ban on assault weapons of those kind. And it was lifted, I believe, by the Bush administration. Clinton um, assault weapon ban
3: I mean, I'm just, I I continue to read about this while you're looking that up, and it's like, just looking at these this mass shooting that happened, you're talking in 24 hours, two shootings that killed 31 people. 31 people were killed. 22 of them were killed in one shooting in a Walmart. In a Walmart. It
0: just expired, is what it is. Uh, It's it's unbelievable. And you would think, and we were talking earlier, too, that just right here in Missouri, I forgot which town it was in, but an off-duty firefighter circumvented a would-be mass shooter in a Walmart.
3: And for what reason? Why do these people want to take people out? Well, okay, so now we're getting into the bigger issue that I always point to. Let
0: me talk about this real quick. Yep. And this is the, uh, the Federal Assault Weapons Ban. The Public Safety and Recreational Firearms Use Protection Act or Federal Assault Weapons Ban was a subsection of the Violent Crime Control and Law Enforcement Act of 1994, a United States federal law which included a prohibition on the manufacture for civilian use of certain semi-automatic firearms that were defined as assault weapons, as well as certain ammunition magazines that were defined as large capacity. The 10-year ban was passed by the U.S. Congress on September 13th, 1994, following a close 52 to 48 vote in the U.S. Senate and was signed into law by U.S. President Bill Clinton on the same day. The ban applied only to weapons manufactured after the date of the ban's enactment. It expired on September thirteenth, two thousand four, in accordance with a with its sunset provision.
3: It's 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 a tough thing. I don't know
0: the laws like that actually would make sense in twenty nineteen. It might. I don't know. The problem is, is that no one. Okay, I'll finish that thought. No one has tried anything
3: hold on no one is
0: no one has tried to circumvent the problem effectively yet
3: no and that's because there's a lot of money involved
0: a ton of money involved
3: and the logistics there's our keyword of the day is also tough how would you take people's guns away
0: i want to i want to go back to september 11th 2001 and some of the activities that occurred um in the days and years past that um a guy named Richard Reed was known as the shoe bomber. He was one guy, one guy who tried to get on a plane with a bomb in his shoe. Average daily amount of people flying. Uh, depending on source, about 500,000 people are estimated to be up in the air at any given time. Okay.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. now just for math purposes Richard Reed I think this was about this was around uh, Christmas time as well yeah it was December 24th 2001
3: wow like two and a half months after
0: 19 years with 500,000 people flying every day we still have to take he's the reason why when you fly, you take your shoes off before boarding a plane. When it comes to matters of that kind of security, they're all gun-ho, right about pardon the pun, about protecting the about people. protecting people
3: mm-hmm.
0: I've talked to TSA people, off the record, if you will, just mm-hmm. kind of you know. Hey, what do you do you know, at a bar? Well, I'm a TSA guy. Oh, really? Talk to me. I said, you know, does what you guys do help? He goes, you have no idea what we see and what we stop.
3: Oh, my God. Yeah. He
0: goes, we stop and see all kinds of stuff.
3: Well, it's what we've talked about before. I always said, like, people that say they don't want police around, wait till the police aren't there and then watch what would happen. It would be chaos. It would be like the movie The Purge. Yeah. If you don't have police there to protect your ass, it would be The Purge. <laughs>
0: I'm saying that when they want to do something about something, they do it.
3: There's so the much money. That's why,
0: and that's what the problem is. The problem is with the NRA, yeah. the lobbyists, mm-hmm. and how much money gets donated to these campaigns from massive from the NRA. Of money. So, going to let so, so kind of I've, just I've, a, I've kind of said my piece on it. No, it's fine. Or kind of give them, I thought it was I great. Think kind of give them my background.
3: Yeah. So I'm just going to give a little bit of, I'm just going to bounce around a little bit, but I'm going to give you a little bit of statistics and things and like a little bit of chirps and things that I've read about. Okay. So this is from uh, Time Magazine. They looked back on 37 years of mass shootings in the United States. Um, And they looked at a database of mass shootings compiled by motherjones.com going back to 1982. And they count 114 such incidents in which at least three people were killed, not including the gunman. In that time, 932 people have been killed and 1,406 injured, including the members from the El Paso and Dayton incidents. Again, 932 people have been killed and 1,400 have been wounded since 1982 due to 114 incidents where at least three people were killed, which is what this database calls a, quote, mass mass shooting. shooting, Is three people or more. Okay. Yes. The following chart, blah, blah, blah. We're not going to look at that. I obviously can't list it. America's mass shooting epidemic defies not... Only one uh defies not only one sense of humanity but also its basic practice of counting um it It goes into all these like deep things uh and then it goes on further A two thousand thirteen federal mandate authorized by President Obama lowered the definition of a mass shooting down from four victims to three so that's okay. that's actually um that gives you a little bit of insight there, which led more which led to more of these shootings being tracked. Uh, but there may be earlier ones that are not included. So that's how they come up with the number of 114 such situations. Um, that's that's from Time Magazine. So that's one thing that I looked at. So then I started to think, what about mass shootings in terms of like by countries? Because everybody always says the United States is really bad with it. And I thought, well, I'm just going to kind of take a gander into that. So I went to... Uh, worldpopulationreview.com and search mass shootings by country 2019. And it starts with this. What is a mass shooting? Question mark. Or perhaps a better question, what defines a mass shooting? The United States Congress defines mass shooting as incidents where at least three people or more who are shot and killed by an attacker. Mass shootings do not always happen at random. Oh, my God. What the hell? I just lost it. That was weird. They literally lost the page. Excuse me, folks. One more second here. Mass shootings do not always happen at random for sometimes uh, the perpetrators of a mass shooting is a family member, a friend, a peer, or those who have been murdered in a result of an act. Uh, other countries have different definitions of a mass shooting. So that's where it kind of gets strange uh, in terms of them trying to figure out okay. where it's going on. So they decided to look at it. In like Honduras, 60 deaths per 100 people are considered or by gun violence. So per 100,000 people, they're number one. 60 deaths. Okay. Uh, the United States is number 10 on that list. 12.1 deaths. I don't know how to get the point one. 12.1 deaths per 100,000 people are, of, are because of gun violence. Per the statistic. Okay. In terms of specific mass shootings, according to the Gun Violence Archive of the United States has had over 250 mass shootings in 2019 as of August 2019. There were 340 mass shootings in 2018 in the United States, which is a 26% increase from 2014, which only had 200 only, excuse me, which had 269 mass shootings. It's sad when you can say only compared to what it was. So it had a 26% increase. Uh, Contrary to popular belief, comparing countries by mass shooting is actually more difficult than one would think. Um man it's just it's it's not good man it's not good the numbers are are just not they're really not good I, I you know I'm looking at all these things and again it's 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 better to look at it as in a chart but it's just kind of give like uh, they're much effect. much lower as yes. a matter
0: of fact which is the overall gist of the of of the of the thing
3: I did look at it by states which might actually you know make you go huh I didn't think about that like And again, my phone is really messing up, so I really apologize. Uh, This is crazy. All right, so California between... Okay, number of mass shootings in the United States between 1982 and 2019 this year. Uh, California has had 20 uh, mass shootings. They're number one. Number two is Florida with 11. Texas is number three with 10. Washington is number four with seven. Then Colorado with six. Pennsylvania with five. Wisconsin with four, New York with four, Illinois with four, Ohio with four, Connecticut with three, Maryland with three, Michigan with two, Kentucky with two, Georgia with two, North Carolina with two, Minnesota with two, Virginia with two, Oregon, Tennessee, South Carolina, and Nevada all with two, Massachusetts one, Louisiana one, Mississippi one, and fortunately Missouri has not.
0: Yeah, I didn't think that Missouri had ever had one.
3: Yeah. At least since 1982. Right. And per the statistics of three or more people. um, Yeah.
0: Well, see, actually, that's not really true because I remember this happened in January 7th, 2010 in St. Louis, Missouri. ABB plant chewing. An employee opened fire in the parking lot of ABB Group power plant before entering the factory. He killed three people and injured five before committing suicide.
3: Well, that was because, again, because of the rules changed in 2013. Remember? Because it was four. So they probably missed it. Gotcha. It used to be four or more. Now it's three or more. So yeah, now per the new rules or not the rules, but the new mandate. Yeah, uh, it would be. I, what? So the bigger question is what you asked earlier: is why are people so angry and why are they doing that? So then, what do you believe is the reason people are angry and taking out their violence on other people? They
0: feel like they've been slighted.
3: But why so many now?
0: And like I believe, you're... and I believe it goes back because it, be, it goes back to the to the whole bullying thing. It's because, and I. It, it, I'm not saying that because you got bullied, you're going to be a mass shooter. I'm not trying to draw the comparison right, right, at all. Right. I just know that when when there when I had a, when I dealt with a bully at school, mm-hmm. it only happened at school. We didn't have Facebook or cell phones right. or anything else mm-hmm. to you know, we, were, we were we were able to get away with it for you know get away from that bad person. Yes, for most of the day. Mm-hmm. With, with social media and the way that people make themselves accessible now, mm-hmm. you're always available and open to it. You can always be bullied.
3: If you had a child, uh, teenage child age, would you allow them to have a Facebook? or?
0: It depends. It's a good answer. It depends on the situation. Um, I would encourage blocking. Yeah. That person's bothering. I, had a, I was dealing with a bully on Facebook last week. As an adult. As an adult calling me names call me homophobic names I, uh, I you know what I did block game block game, game. Yeah. <laughs> block game. I, I don't need to tolerate
3: that I, 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 I never believed in in the bullying thing I was bullied as a kid growing up because of my weight. Sure. Uh, I was heavy set as a child growing up and I was a heavy child too. I still am a heavy child. And I was bullied for it really bad and it always made me loathe people that were bullies for any reason. I don't care what it really was for. Honestly, whatever the reason was, I always hated it. I still hate it now. Like it's still like still disgusting. If somebody like uh like weight shames someone, something inside me turns into like John Wick. Like I turn like Oh really. Like not into like a mass shooting way again i'm sure. talking more like the protector way like i get really bothered by that i might not even know the person but if somebody's fat shaming somebody i'm really really bothered by that like i don't know man bullying is a real problem i'm i'm terrified of bullying because of having a kid now
0: do you think that television and video games
2: I don't play a mind. role
3: I'm sure they play a role. I don't think they play a significant role. I don't think they do either. Try to make it out to be there
0: was a there was a gentleman, a senator, I believe, on uh, television last week, and he said that the uh, the reason that Japan doesn't have any mass shootings is because they don't have video games over there. I'm like, right? What are you are you insane? How do you go on television as a United States senator and make a blanket statement like that, which you obviously know nothing about? I also believe they invented video games.
3: I also believe there is really a a mental health crisis is a big word to use, but I think there is a mental health issue going on. Epidemic. Yeah, I think there really is a problem, I, and, and I and I mean it in terms of a lot of kids can get made fun of and walk away, and a lot of adults can get made fun of and walk away. A lot of kids can get slighted and walk away. A lot of. Adults can get slighted and walk away. How many times have you been slighted in your life, Oh, my God. You haven't decided to turn around and grab an AK-47 and do things about it.
0: Or even pick a fight.
3: Right. So that's where my thought always goes back to. There has to be a level of mental health issue in I would say 98% of these cases. I don't think a generally sane person just goes bananas. I don't think like Michael Douglas and falling down Normally happens like there has to be some sort of issue going on there mentally that that occurs when this is going on also you can't blame it all on mental health though at the same point in time social media does play an aspect Um, video games violent video games violent movies the culture that we have had in general which was which has become so violent towards each other and hateful is is absolutely a part of what has become all this now. Does that mean that people shouldn't be allowed to have guns? No, it does not. But I don't believe anyone needs an AK-47. I just don't believe that. Or whatever gun you want to pick. I don't think they need anything that can kill 55 people in five minutes. I don't think you need that. And I honestly would love to hear anyone's reason as to why, outside of saying, well, it's in the Constitution. If you come to me and say it's in the Constitution, you've already lost my. I've already,
0: and plus, i already. I just, I just proved that at the top, at the top of the segment. Right. It's not what it says. It's not what it fucking says.
3: So that is the thing. Like, if you can come to me and go, um, okay, I need it because, and then finish that sentence where you can somehow make me believe that you having a automatic I need it rifle because
0: my family was involved with the Russian mob for years, and I fear for my life that they might come. At me, with weapons of that, so I need to have matching weapons to match them.
3: See, I just don't I
0: know. might buy that. Maybe I might buy that.
3: Maybe I'd have to see your. You'd have to have a background check, right? I'd have to have an obscene background check on you. I,
0: and the thing is, they do obscene background checks on people. I can't just go to Walmart and buy a handgun.
3: Yeah, but how obscene is it? How obscene is it really? Like, how tough is it really? Let's look. I mean, I got buddies that get guns all the time. And God bless them all, but some of them are idiots. And they get guns all the time. And I go, what the hell is that about? How'd you get one is how I think.
0: How to buy a gun in Illinois. Purchasing a firearm in Illinois can be a confusing task for first-time buyers. Let such and such company take care of everything. We will walk you through the purchase process step-by-step. Required documents, valid FOID card, which is your your firearm owner's ID card. Issued by ISP or Illinois concealed carry license. If you do not have a FOID card, you can apply for one here. A current driver's license. Uh, Your FOID CCL or driver's license must have your current address on it. A permanent resident card if you're not a U.S. citizen and are a permanent resident of the United States. Uh, Federal Form 4473. Uh, ch- 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 waiting period the state of Illinois requires a 72 hour waiting period for any firearm purchase this waiting period starts when your background check is submitted to the state
3: so what have they really checked so far though you know what I'm saying
0: <clears throat> well I mean they want your info they want your right. they, they want your SSN they want your right so they're, they're gonna do So as
3: long as you haven't had a felony what's stopping you
0: and the thing is it's so easy like to, let's it, say you had a felony like,
3: on the table but it got expunged or whatever like what's stopping it
0: because i have taken um anxiety pills in the past right it has shown up if somebody asked me about it who shouldn't have known about it because they had access to certain records mm-hmm. because i because of the background check that they pulled my social security number they know they can find out
3: okay so how did these guns get in these people's hands
0: they're obtaining them, them illegally.
3: And then, okay, so like I was listening to the, today to the news and the Dayton shooting, they were talking about, you know how the guy got the gun and the body armor? His buddy bought it for him. Yeah. H- how strict is the gun check? Why did that, why was that, that's my thing. You don't need those type of guns on the streets. You don't. And if you truly don't believe your government, if you truly believe your government's going to overthrow you at some point, you need not live here.
0: Pretty much. Right. That solves the problem. I mean, that solves the problem, too. If you
3: really think the United States government is going to become like Venezuela or some sort of like, you know, socialist country and take you over, then you probably not need to live here. I don't believe that. I'm of rational mind and don't believe the government is going to overthrow us.
0: Now. And you look at shows. And, of course, a, a lot of this is fantasy land as well. Look at shows like The Walking Dead. And you worry about zombie. People are now worried about zombie apocalypse. They want to. Be, they want to be able to protect themselves from, from a zombie apocalypse.
3: How full of shit could you be?
0: Uh, people also worried now, probably a little more real, a Handmaid's Tale situation, where a where a a small vocal minority overthrows the government and then employs their own peacekeeping forces, which aren't really peaceful at all.
3: I just don't buy it. I just. Don't I
0: don't buy it either because it's all la la land.
3: Yeah, it's it's too it's too out there, man. It's the same thing that people thought. Like, remember when Trump became president and everything was going to end? Remember? We were going to go to we were everything was going to end. There was going we were going to get bombed. We everything was going to go bad. Have we been bombed? Has anything happened? Has any of that shit happened? Yes, mass shootings have happened, but they also happened during Obama, they happened during Bush. I don't want to hear any of that crap. I'm talking about in general. Has anything like that, we haven't been in war? We haven't had any of that stuff going on. No. Stock market's never been higher. So people tend to do these over the top you know, what if scenarios. And I, I just think it's BS. I think it's a way to justify your, your standing it on is. a topic.
0: It is. You don't need them. It's just fact. It's just, a, it's just a straight up matter of the fact that you don't need them. It, all they do is cause
3: problems. And again, we both agree that you can have guns. You just don't you need can. those. I was looking at these. I methods. know I said
0: earlier that, you know, you could, if that for all I care, you could come, you could come in and take all the guns. Cause personally as not being a gun enthusiast, mm-hmm. I don't care. Right how many guns you have right and i'm not impressed by your gun collection
3: me either i'm not at all i I, never have been yeah i'm like i get it whatever it's just not my thing cool dude yeah i move on
0: neat all right let's go yeah what's next
3: yeah what else can we talk about yeah the fact that you are i mean
0: people have that as a hobby you know people collect guns as a hobby and they collect and like i collect
3: pint glasses Whatever. Right, but your pint glasses can't mow down 55 people in three minutes. Uh, unless I,
0: well, no, it might take a little bit longer than that if I wanted to throw the throw the heavy end
3: of someone's head. So you asked me a question earlier about mental health. So I looked up mentalhealthamerica.net, and uh, here's some of the key findings ahead. had. You asked if it was on the rise or if we were just kind of like making sure, it up. Sure, yeah, absolutely. So here's just some of the stats that they have Over 44 million American adults have a mental health condition. Since the release of the first State of Mental Health in America report in 2015, there has been a slight decrease in the number of adults who have had mental health condition from 18% to eighteen, well 18.1% to 18.07%. Uh, rate of youth experiencing a mental health condition continues to rise, though. So the youth are what are having the issues. That might be going with what you're bullying, yep. what you're talking about. Uh, the rate of youth with major depressive episode, MDE, increased eleven from 11% to 13%. Uh, there was only a 1.5 decrease in the rate of youth with MDV. I'm sorry, in a matter of four
0: years, it went up 2%? percent
3: hmm Yeah. Data uh, showed that...
0: That's frightening.
3: Yeah, and it also... Here's the more frightening thing. Data shows that 62% of youth with major depressive episodes received no treatment. That's the stigma that you and I have talked about. That's the bigger problem with me with the mental health stuff is that people go... Here, I put it this way with mental health. Real easy. If you had asthma, would you take an inhaler? Absolutely. If you had a heart condition, would you take a pill or whatever you need to do for your heart? Absolutely. If you have a mental health issue, why would you not take medicine? Why is there a stigma with that?
0: Because you're crazy.
3: It would be like having a sexually transmitted disease. Like, let's say you have herpes and you don't take your medicine. What the hell are you doing?
0: Valtrex, by the
3: way. Right. Why would, <laughs> why would you not take your medicine? I don't understand Why is there a stigma with any of it of getting help? I don't understand it. I really do because have a problem Because it goes back
0: it. to America being the strongest, having the strongest people, having the strongest country, being the best, that our people, our citizens, our society, we don't, well, don't only, only wussies have those.
3: I, I just have a real problem with it's it. It's not true. It's one of the few things that actually gets me upset is that how mental health is treated as if it's some sort of stigma. It's, it's treated with this like, you know, rubber gloves, like, oh God, this person has anxiety or, oh God, this person has... Uh, bipolar disorder or some sort of issue like that, and I and I don't understand it. I do not understand it.
0: I, I mean, I grew up like that. I mean, and I, those the, I had, I had, I had terrible anxiety as a kid, and I and I and I didn't know how to control my emotions. My mom would say, "You have a chemical imbalance." Well, instead of doing anything about it, she would just say, "You have a chemical imbalance," and then she'd spank me. Yes, and try and beat the chemical imbalance out of me.
3: Right, and it doesn't make sense. It's not the way to handle it. No, it's not. Um, More things here More Americans are insured and accessing care Which is good we, we can continue to see the effects of healthcare reform On the rate of adults who are uninsured This year there was a 2.5% reduction In the number of adults with a mental health condition Who were uninsured But many Americans experiencing a mental health condition Still report having an unmet need One in five or nine million adults Report having an unmet need When it comes to their mental health Meaning like they don't take care of their anxiety. Like either on a pill that's not working. Or 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 even talk therapy. Or don't even talk. Yeah, any of it. They don't do anything. Mental health uh, workforce shortage remains. Many states saw some improvement in their individual to mental health uh, provider ratio, which means they don't have enough people to literally help these people, which is a shame. It really is a shame. Yeah. Um, But in states with the lowest workforce, there was almost four times the number of individuals to only one mental health provider.
0: Let me ask you this, and this is a, a very, could be touchy for mm-hmm. some listeners, mm-hmm. and, I, and, I, and I don't mean this to be. Uh, if you have a child who has been deemed needed for special education, whether they be behavior disorder or learning disorder, do you think that, that, that as an adult that child should be able to own a weapon?
3: I think, ah, man. I don't know. Of course, know.
0: depending, you know, depending on the, on the situation. I guess every situation. Maybe is different. depending on the severity. Say it's but just say it's average severity with average. Every, every, the 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 person is just right down the middle. Average everything, but they were.
3: My thing is they were
0: learning disabled or behavior or, uh, behavior, or had a behavior disorder.
3: I am for the greater good, always for the greater good. That's that's how my brain thinks is like whatever is for the greater good of it. So like if you can stop mass shootings or at least stop having three hundred of them a year, you do what you can to stop that. That is that's That's, maybe my whole point. And that's my whole whole point too.
0: I don't know that you can fully stop them.
3: I'm not saying you're going to stop them. I know that. Just like you're not going to stop issues on airplanes. Right. But look, they did. They did. I'm not saying you can stop mass shooting, though, because there's a black market of guns out there. People are going to find ways to get it. My thing is you shouldn't be able to get them legally. The major guns.
0: I I, I can't disagree with you. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's... I mean, because the, these people that the right say hand. they
3: have the right to bear arms will not be saying it if their son or daughter is shot. Right. If their son or daughter was in Las Vegas when that shooting happened, mm-hmm. they would not be saying that because whether their son or daughter was carrying or not when he turns around to shoot at somebody with an automatic weapon he's not going to get him
0: i mean even if they can even even if, if it's just a start where they can reduce it from 300 to 150 just cut it in half
3: yeah and how many lives would you save
0: a ton
3: i don't know i just look at it like that i'm always for the greater good whether that's some sort of hippie way of looking at it or not and again i am not against people owning guns the for overall, the record
0: the overall premise of the conversation at least from at least from my standpoint and the point that I would try to make you've gotta try something.
3: Do you, anything at this point. You've gotta
0: do something. I don't care what it is.
3: My question is be when what will eventually do it? Like nine eleven is what caused airplanes to tighten up security. What is needed for them to tighten up security on guns?
0: I don't I don't I don't know. I don't know. Right? Maybe you maybe you can't buy them at Walmart. Maybe you can only buy them in certain places.
3: I Well, no, I'm saying what, what incident, how many people oh, will have incident. to get shot in a mass shooting or what public Gosh, figure I mean, will have to be hurt in a mass shooting or killed in a mass shooting for them to go, okay, now we have to do something. Like the airplanes let everything go until 9-11. And now it's like lockdown Guantanamo Bay. I'm saying when the next mass shooting happens, How bad does it have to be before they go, okay, now we need to do something? And that's not like some hippie way of saying it. I'm saying like, what is that? Like, what is it going to be? You know what I mean? Like, do 1,000 people have to die? Does it have to be 300 people have to die?
0: Does it have to be um, a... Because to me, the
3: Las Vegas one was what really...
0: I mean, I can't believe nothing was done after that.
3: I mean, actually, Sandy Hook was the first one that really got me because I was so young during Columbine. I was in like seventh grade when that happened. I remember being terrified of going to school. But Sandy Hook, when they killed the kids, was what really still fucks me up now, even to think about it when we talk about guns, whenever people are like, I have the right. And it's like, yeah. I also understand what they're saying when they go, well, yeah, if somebody else had a gun, they could have killed that guy. I do understand that. But they didn't need it. The other person that could have killed the guy didn't need an AK-47 to kill him. They could have killed him with a Glock. Right. Right. I don't know, man. It's it's a difficult subject to talk about. It really and anyone is. who's listening and is, is either upset or offended by our views or our conversation on it, please don't take any of it as um a negative thing. This is just our views or a personal
0: attack on you. It's not it's, it's it, not it, at it all. is not a personal attack on anybody. Uh it was it's just us
3: talking about a conversation yep. that needs to be had, I think, in this country. And I think if we don't we and other people don't take the time to actually talk about it the stigma continues you know what i'm saying and i just want to break the stigma on it
0: that's all i want to do too man i just want something to happen i just want i just want somebody to do something and i don't know if that's a small group of people getting together to make change because i mean it's the only thing that's really ever worked
3: i think i think much like Bob Dylan said, the times are a changing and I think we will see some sort of change come down the road.
0: This has been episode 19. We appreciate you sticking with us because this is a tough conversation, not, and not, not usually the, the fun and jovial stuff we talk about. But
3: hey, the beginning was.
0: The beginning, yeah. I hope you enjoyed the first hour and the second hour of the podcast. Uh, we can encourage you to subscribe. We encourage you to rate, comment, Tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell everybody about the St. Louis Happy Hour podcast. For Alpina, John Tanner, I'm Andy Hanselman. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week. This is the St. Louis Happy Hour podcast on the St. Louis Podcast Network.